and welcome to RPG Digest. In this live stream formatted podcast, we talk about... Wait, we? There's no we. Today it's just me. All alone again. All alone. Talking about tabletop role-playing games. Well, we talk about Bessem today, so that should uh, give us a little bit of excitement, right? Uh, we comment on the tabletop RPG hobby as a whole. I am John Maxley-Oshlow. As I said a moment ago, all alone. Yes, I am. I don't know if that intro got borked or not. Uh, I closed out the, uh, the StreamYard thing again, as I like to do. I don't know why. I have this habit where it's like I, I have like 3,000 tabs open, and for whatever reason, they all tie right to StreamYard. So I... Uh, I, uh, I Close out a tab, and I mean to just close out that tab, and I close out everything. So, if the intro... Hey, Lost Ogre, how you doing today? Uh, if, that, if that intro got cut off or forked somehow, well, you know, is what it is. <laughs> We're here now. I blame Heathen Dog for abandoning me. That's going to be my story, and I'm sticking to it. So, what is RPG Digest? It's conversations. Well, it's going to be a lecture today, unless chat's going pretty good. Let's get some chat going on. Let's do some talking and uh, maybe we'll have conversations about the TTRPG hobby. We are truthful, but we're also opinionated. We give you the information you need to hear, not what you want to hear, because we are not an echo chamber for the idiots who permeate this hobby. And believe me, there are idiots on both sides of the fence. We're talking the right wingers, the left wingers, the crazy. Uh, they're crazies on both sides. I've been dealing with crazies on both sides over the last couple of weeks, too. Ugh. Keep your politics out of my games. That goes for the right-wingers, too. And if you don't like the commentary, well, tell us why in chat, the comment section, or join us on the stream, and you could talk to us in segment three, although today it might be segment two. I don't know. Back sounds bored already. Eh, I don't know about bored. Just, uh... Yeah. It's not boredom. It's, uh... It's, I don't know. I don't got a word for it right now. <laughs> Alright, so I want to thank all of our monetary backers. These are Twitch subscribers and people who gives a, give us a bit slash cheers. We love you. Thank you. Our YouTube members, those who give us super chats, our subscribe star backers. And I'm going to talk about a little something something today for our monetary backers. And uh, our Streamlab and PayPal donations. Uh, too much brain slug, I know, right? Hypnotoad. It's too much hypnotoad. <laughs> Uh, 
Poor little guy. He starved to death. <laughs> I love that episode. All right, anyway, so I want to also thank, you know what, not everybody, it's 2020 and the world's weird right now. Not everybody can pay. We're not Twitch thoughts. We don't sit here and say, pay me or you're, you're a waste of our time. Because if I really felt that way, I just wouldn't do this. But with that in mind, we do want to thank our people who, you know, view, subscribe, follow, chat, who lurk. People are strange when you're a stranger. People are strange when you're alone. Yes. That sounds like song lyrics. I'm guessing that's song lyrics. <laughs> um, I've started to update the friends of the channel. So if you're watching on Twitch, you can go to the friends of the channel. I'm trying to stay away from my microphone. I keep leaning into my microphone. So if I sound weird, let me know. But I'm trying to stop the plosives because I've been noticing recently, I've been getting all these plosives like poop, poop, poop. So, uh, and Crafty just donated another $25. Thank you very much. See, now I have to stream for like five hours to make it worth, worth his time. I was planning on kind of a short stream today. <laughs> Since it's just me. But uh, if you don't want to give us money, if you want to give money to a charity, you can give it to the Wounded Warrior Project, as you see on the screen there. And obviously, check out Friends of the Channel. If you are watching on Twitch, go ahead and hover over the screen. I've started to update that. There is a lot of room for more channels. Uh, kind of just got rid of some of the channels that we don't really talk to anymore. It's not that we don't like them or anything. It's just we don't really talk to them much anymore. And uh, you know, I want to put on channels that uh, are more tabletop role-playing oriented. So. A little less video game uh, oriented. Just convince HD to postpone the game. Well, that's a pretty good segment, uh, segue, except for I'm not going to use it as a segue, although I should, uh, because I want to talk about our links. If you want to join Heathen Dogs game, which I got to be honest with you right now, I don't know exactly when it is. Excuse me in one second here. I have to mute. All right, I thought I was going to sneeze. Instead, you know, just a bad sniff. Um, uh, go ahead and join our Discord, and he he has some information about that. We have a channel uh, called uh, Call of Cthulhu Game or something like that, where uh, he posts some notes about his Call of Cthulhu Game. So check that out on our Discord. Also, you can converse with us there as having, uh, you know, going back and forth with a couple people on, uh, or not back and forth, it sounds like we we're arguing. But, you know, we we're having a little chat just before this uh, stream started here on our Discord. So check that out. You can also check out our website. Did I put last week's episodes on our website? I don't even remember. <laughs> well, it may or may not be updated. I don't know. Uh, can you tell what kind of week it's been? I mean, honestly, the entire week is gone like how I'm chatting right now. So, you know. Community uh, fundraising, Winter Warrior Pro. Oh, thank you, Noro, for posting it. Yeah, if you're watching on, uh, on Twitch, you can scroll below. There's a, there's a little box for it. The math doesn't add up because one person... I really appreciate it. I don't know. I feel like he might regret his... Uh, is a donation now, but he donated $400 or something like that one day. And then never watched our stream again. <laughs> like, okay. Thank you. I mean, no, we appreciate that. We absolutely appreciate that. So, But yeah, go ahead and uh, you can follow us on Parlor and Twitter, uh, Twitch and YouTube. If you really want responses to things you say, Discord and YouTube are the best place to put it, although we're really far behind on the YouTube side of things. I've been doing more comments on other people's channels than on my... <laughs> And responding to our own. And Heathen Dog's been having computer issues, so, you know. Yeah, that's going on. And you can follow us on Subscribestar. Or back us on Subscribestar. Or buy our stuff off Redbubble. Oh, yes, subscribe! Boom, there it is. Subscribe! <laughs> 
Oh, let's get that off the screen. What do I want to talk about? Normally, this is when I say, hey, heathen dog, how's your week? How are things going? I do not like being on the screen that big, especially since I have to zoom my camera in a little bit. I'm all fuzzy. Fuzzy Wuzzy was a bear. Fuzzy Wuzzy has too much beard hair. Ah, all right. Uh, so, I don't know what I got to see. Oh, yeah. I guess I'll talk, you know, before we get into the meat of everything here, I'll talk a little bit about what I've been doing. So, one of the things that uh, I want to do is I want to, uh, I, I want to work with Heathen Dog and, and Garthon and maybe Sheris now as well because, you know, he's kind of on the admin team now, about providing stuff for you. Although, to be fair, Sheris doesn't get paid yet, so <laughs> I don't think he needs, we need to feel like he owes anybody anything yet. Um, but, you know, you guys donate money to us, you give us, you know, ad revenue, very, you know get like not even $40 a month in ad revenue. It's not like <laughs> we're getting rich here, but you know, we get a little bit of something, something in, um, you know, some people donate, you know, super chats or donations and so forth. So, you know, want to give back. And one of the things we're really bad about, really bad about social media, really bad about hyping ourselves. I mean, we can do it like right now, but it's just bad at it. So, um, also, I mean, we have, full-time jobs and, and lives and so on and so forth. So it's not like we can just spend all day, all night, all the time just working on, on this stuff here. Max's beard is merely fuzzy. Not a full, well, Max's beard is going to get shaved. This is two weeks longer than it's supposed to be. So, uh, I'm paying my way. <laughs> yes. Hey, and we don't argue with that. No, we absolutely appreciate that, Crafty. Uh, Again, we know that, you know, a lot of people don't have money. You can give money to whomever you want. YouTube and Twitch and DLive and so on and so forth, they're huge. So you don't have to give money to us. So we absolutely appreciate, uh, appreciate what we can get. But <clears throat> so anyway, one of the things that I thought of doing is I was like, I'm going to write an adventure. Because I haven't done that in a long time. I used to write, you know, fairly, I'd like to say decent side adventures. Like I'd run more of a campaign type stuff, but, I, but I'd make side adventures or utilize modules on the side uh just to waste maybe three or four you know two three four weekends uh worth of time times have changed people don't want 24-hour <laughs> adventures anymore they want four to six hour adventures they want one shots that you can play at a convention and so forth and that's kind of like what heathen dog's doing so you know to recognize that i'm trying to balance how i like to write you know campaigns which might take me a month to write simply because you know i was working and and i want it's going to be big. It's going to be like 100 pages and you know, so forth versus uh, writing an adventure. So I started writing an adventure. And here, I'll pop it up on the screen. I'm not going to show you everything here. you got to have some spoilers. I can't ruin it for you all. But this is what uh, we're going to start offering to our, uh, uh, what do you call them, our paid backers. So our YouTube members, basically the people who can see the private chat in Discord. Uh, do, 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 and I'll post on subscribe share as well. I'm I can't find the button I'm looking for here. Uh, well, it's okay. That's why because it says Bessem, but we're not going to talk about Bessem yet. Oops, that's not the right one. Well, that's one of them I'm working on. You're gonna see a theme in my naming convention, by the way. But that's not the one. This is the one. Let's zoom in on this bat. Oh, oh, I'll give away all the secrets. You can tell I'm not done with it yet. <laughs> it's uh. Zoom in. Ah, one fifty should be good, and we'll mash an F eleven over there. There we go. Anywho, 
this is what I've been working on uh, the last couple days, and I thought it was going to be really simple, because I've got... Oh, where are they? Let me grab them. I've run this adventure multiple times. It's what I call my introductory adventure. See, it got my, my cheat sheet here. This cheat sheet is like six, seven pages. <laughs> if you look at what it's turned into, and this doesn't even include the map. Oh, now you've seen one of the creatures. Ah, dang it. Uh, but uh, it's 19 pages so far. I think it's going to end up being after the map is put in there. And uh, the full notes, it's going to be about 24, 25 pages long. So, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, it's taken a lot more. I thought it was going to be a couple hours of work since I already had it written. I was, I was mistaken. I was highly mistaken. It took more than a couple hours. So anyway, that's, that's, uh, that's what I've been working on. What is chat saying here? Good evening. Good evening. I can't say that name. Uh, so we'll go backwards. Attic. Uh, pars if addict. Okay. Pars if addict. Welcome. Uh, do hasn't been apparent. I work for my money. I work too much. You know, I used to do that and I used to get paid a lot more. Now I'm a lazy government employee. All right, so, uh, other than that, I mean, I haven't talked to Garthon at all in a couple of months. Like, just haven't talked to him. I, I want to I wanna work out something with him, because he's really good at painting miniatures, uh, where he does, like, a miniature. Uh, I, don't, I don't know how he'd want to go about doing it, and I don't want to volunteer anybody for anything, but uh, we're basically where he uh, paints some miniatures, and... Uh, Maybe goes through techniques or something, shows his final product. I don't, I don't know. And uh, get Heathen Dog uh, to maybe uh, make a couple of Rifts adventures or, or whatnot. My plan, like, so if you, if you notice, that one was for Forbidden Lands. It's actually kind of generic. I've run, I've run it for multiple different games, but I'm specifically writing it for Forbidden Lands. But it's in a generic enough format that if you wanted to convert it over to D&D or Earth Dawn or Palladium Fantasy, you could easily do that. But, uh, yeah, um... Earthland said it's alternate dimension known as Eastern Time Zone. Uh, I, I, I don't suffer the Eastern Time Zone here. <laughs> I know people, are, people have been giving me crap over the last couple of months about that. Like, just use East Coast Time. No. No. If I were to actually use any time zone, I'd use Zulu Time or UTC. So, screw y'all. Not going to use... Uh, Legion of Myth has always been Central Time Zone because when we first created Legion of Myth back in 2003 as an MMORPG guild, all three of the founders lived in Central Time Zone. So we just left it at that. I still have my home of record in Central Time Zone. I'm the owner of Legion of Myth, and I'm going to be moving... When they finally forced me to leave Germany here, I'm going to be moving to Central Time Zone again. So, no, it's going to stay Central. <laughs> Ah, da, 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 da. Christmas coming. <laughs> hey. All right. Um, let's see, anything else? I'm trying to think of anything else going on. I mean, the week is just, uh, I don't know, it's flown by. It's taken up so much of my time. I just, I don't even know what I've done. I don't feel like I've done much of anything this last week. Oh, actually, nope. The first few days, I was doing a lot of work stuff. <laughs> yeah, never mind. For first few days, yeah, I was taking up a lot of work, so. Still in Germany for now, yeah, but uh, they five-year ruled me, so uh, looks like I'm going to Alabama. <laughs> Freaking Alabama. 
I'm from Minnesota. I'm supposed to be going, Eater, don't you know, and stuff. Y'all's got some good cooking down here. Ah, <laughs> uh, all right. I'd love to run a Conan 2D20 for the Legion. Uh, hey, uh, that's actually a good idea. I, I, I personally don't like online gaming. I don't. You know, I think it's becoming a necessity, though, especially since, you know, 2020 being the year that it is. I, if you're not sitting around a table, if you're not talking to each other and so forth, yeah. Yeah, it's not. But <laughs> it is what it is. Times, times have changed, so. It's specific time. Yeah, exactly. You know, 2020. I don't know. Noro's trying to post it. Nora, are you drinking? Okay, uh, let's just jump right into segment one. I mean, I've got nothing to yap about. I, I can't... Uh, I can't call in Heathen Dog to, to save me right now, so... Put up the segment one doohickey. Let's get that off over there. So, I had a different plan for today. I can close you right Yeah, Go ahead, close. I had a different plan for today. I was going to actually talk about a game that I don't think Heathen Dog has any interest in at all. I figure since he's probably not going to be here, it'd be a good thing to talk about. But, then on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever day it was, uh, I ended up getting a package. Actually, no, I didn't get the package. This is all... this. <laughs> I can't even, I'm lying to myself because I don't even know what the hell to believe anymore. No, um, I got an email saying that uh, Bessem Extras, which I did back, yes, I did. Mark McKinnon was too cool to us, so even though I have a you know a couple quibbles about the game, he was too cool to us uh, for me not to back it. So it's just like the Castles and Crusades, guys, you know, just by being nice to me, they <laughs> convinced me to buy their game. Um... So let's see here, let's share screen. So let's talk about what's in the Bessem Extras Kickstarter. Do that, come over here, we'll F11 that mess, get it full up. And we're gonna do the, ex the actual extras book last because we'll spend some time there. Now I'm not gonna go through, this isn't gonna be like a thorough review or anything like that, it's just gonna show you guys what it is. So uh, you can go to uh, the Discami website. I should probably have that available, Discami. E-Y-S-K-A-M-I dot C-A, because it's Canadian, or Bessem for Life, B-E-S-M, the number four dot life, L-I-F-E. And uh, that's the homepage. Check it out. It's Central Specific Time, old episode of Family Guy, Brian's... Oh, okay. Graphic Anomaly, I've been working on a world originally played in GURPS. Hey, look at that, for the past 10 years, and I recently received my Masters in Games. That, that, that's a thing? I, hey, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. They got a master's in game. I'm going, I'm going back to school. Focusing on character concept art. I'm curious if you're looking for a project leads in any new world books for, uh, for Bessem. I'd, me, no, but uh, I would talk to Mark McKinnon at uh, Discami. I, right now, I have a full-time job. I can't even think about making adventures for a game, let alone world design. But, 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 but with, that, uh, with that in mind, uh, go to Bessem for Life. <laughs> There's Discami. You can chat with Discami right there. You are more than welcome. Uh, like I said a moment ago, you've been cool to us. I know I can really ruffle some feathers. I, it's you know, it's partially intentional, partially you know, emotion gets clicks and so forth. But you know, I still believe what I say. But uh, no, uh, you've been absolutely awesome to us. I'm not even the, the anime guy. That's Heathen Duck. <laughs> here we go. I've got a I've got a game system that uh, I hope to one day actually play. I really do. But um, 
eh. you know, I, I'd never run it. I wouldn't be good enough to run it. I, I, I know my limitations and this just isn't my strong suit. So, but let's take a look. Let's, let's zoom in. Let's take a look at the Anna minis. Now, let me move this screen over there. Move this. Oh, I, oh, let's do it. I don't even know what you're seeing right now because my screen went all types of haywire on me. Oh, yours. Okay. So I'm showing it by screen. All right. I got it. So let's do that. By the way, were you? Oh, that's what I was supposed to. I was supposed to show Heathen Dog's video. Well, we'll do that later. Let's get, uh. Oh my god. It's almost like I've never done this before. <laughs> I don't do this every week or anything. No. <laughs> let's get that up there. Ah, let's, uh, show up. By the way, you will see that this is all watermarked in my name here. So, uh, yeah, I'm not, you're not getting any free copies from me. <laughs> Zoom in on this a little bit. I said, let's zoom in on... Okay, we're not zooming. There we go. Bessem, 2D Animinis. And I know somebody's mad. Those aren't minis. Those are standees. Shut up. I call them minis myself. I, I, get to, I go to Arknight because probably expensive for a little clear plastic pieces of paper. Uh, or uh, clear plastic. But I still call them minis. And I have some of my, you know, <laughs> more obnoxious friends. Those aren't minis. Those are standees. I am not using the word standee. So let's check... Take a look at what they're now. One of the things I, I do believe, and uh, Mark can uh, correct me if I'm wrong, is that these may not be in final print product. Like these are PDFs, so they could get updated at any uh, any moment here. Um, extra flat minis. <laughs> there you go, squished minis. There, ironed minis. Um, so well, I don't know 100% if this is the final product, because a lot of times when you get stuff uh, in uh, Drive-Thru RPG as PDFs, it's, it's, they're not proofs, they're, they're beyond that. But it's like, here's what we're going to send to the printer here momentarily, but you get first look at it, and then it's like, uh-oh, I know that happened with a couple of the Forbidden Lands things and the Earth Dawn stuff uh, for me, for example. So everything's printed already and will be filled, fulfilled in the coming two weeks. Well, there we go. <laughs> so uh, look for that. You know what's going to suck is, is it's going to get shipped out here and APO mail is horrible. And I'm going to be in transit to Alabama for my move or something, and it's going to get lost. That's, that's my luck. All right, let's take a look at these uh, minis. Um, I would pull out my Arknight collection just to show how perfect these minis are for me. Because I already have stands, I already have, you know, this going on. I think the only difference is that the Arknight ones, they're, they're clear. But I also play a lot of old-school Battletech, and yes, I have my old cardboard standy things from, uh, from 2nd Edition Battletech in the 80s. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go. Check it out. Bessem for life. And here we go. Just kind of scroll through this, get an idea. I like the mixture here. Let's see. <laughs> got Thumper. I mean, <laughs> got, got uh, you know, you got the anime girls. You got uh, Saturn Dude. That's actually from the book. And so I, I wonder if all these are from inside the book. Some of them, I, like that is, yeah. But uh, uh, Aminals here. That's right, I said Aminals, like from the Muppets. Got to front and back. If, as you can see, they, uh, he repositions them, so it's like you can print front and back. Obviously, that's what you want. Nice little uh, dragon here. Uh, Mecca. Squishy thing. Oh, what was it? what's that stupid? Uh, slime. <laughs> Damn anime. He thought loved it, and I'm like, just the concept of it is like, I'm not watching that, ever. Max is sugar daddy, if anyone didn't know. That is true. That is true. <laughs> so, all right. Um, I, I don't want to spend too much time on this. Like I said, I just want to show you what you're getting. 
And we've got some more uh, conventional cardboard stand-ups. Like I said, these would really go in well with like the Battletech ones. The squishy thing. <laughs> it's it's, uh, it's uh, something about uh, reincarnated as a slime or something. <laughs> like I said, I'm not the anime person. I'm not disrespectful of it. I mean, my wife's Japanese. If I was disrespectful of it, I'd probably get seppuku. So, <laughs> but... Uh, it's just never been, it's never really been my thing. Uh, back in the 80s when we called it Japanime, I used to make fun of the, of the, <laughs> the nerds that watch this stuff. You know, they're watching their apple seeds and Akiras and so forth, and I'd be like, yeah, whatever. But, uh, it's grown on me, though. I gotta tell you, it's grown on me, uh, you know, partially because Heathen Dog, you know, and all his reviews of it, like, eh, it's actually not so bad. So there are some I have watched. I don't rush out the door to watch it, but there are some I watch. Got the... Cut out so you can cut your own. I, I like the I like the different dynamic here, where it's like you've got these with the cutouts, the car, uh, the the rectangular ones above, the ones without any background on it. Of course, I could print these out if I had a decent color printer. I could print these out and uh, yeah. Okay, let's uh smash the F11 button. That's on the wrong screen. Let's smash the F11 button. Smash the F11 button again. Let's see what else do we have. We have Dramatis Personae. All right. It's because I'm I'm looking over there because I have it on that monitor. I usually keep things on my center monitor. But, you know. Just found some jalapeno seeds in the salsa put on my, my barbacoa. What? I feel as as if anime has lost its popular. I mean, there there are some issues with anime right now. I mean, the uh, the West is trying to tell Japan how to how to make anime in japan at first is like okay 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 you know we like western money we're gonna do it but you know as is want to happen with things like comics gates on and so forth you push you push and push now japan's saying screw you guys anime is for us you're either gonna watch or you're not and we don't care so we'll see how that actually shakes out especially with sony funimation and uh and crunchyroll all being under one roof which is something i don't trust but you know all right, so this is for fourth edition Bessem, of course. Characters in the front. In the myriad realms of imagination, there are an infinite number of intriguing characters to be discovered. 71 characters, and no, we are not going to look through them all. <laughs> but we'll get an idea of what is in here. By the way, uh, to be fair, I did scroll through this when I first got the email the other day. But I ha actually have not paid attention to any of this. Like, I'm kind of seeing this all for the first time as well, simply because I didn't have time. So, uh, yeah, it's been a very, been a very interesting week for me. Let's uh, put it on the screen here to people who uh, put this together and the credit, credit's due. All right, so we're going to start with a 60-point character, Anna Johnston. She's a human adventurer, and she's from Earth Prime. Well, that makes sense. She's a tall girl. 5-8. Um, by the way, I, I like this. I am, the, the game that I'm making that I've had on hiatus for a few months, I'm actually doing everything in the metric system, even though I'm an American. I prefer yards and feet because I understand them better, but I, I, but I also want to make a global, <laughs> a global book. So, uh, yeah, uh, but, I, but I like this because I can't, I don't know what a 5-8 is. I, I can visualize this. I can't visualize this at all, <laughs> to be fair. So, suicide by Matt. I live in San Antonio. Uh, what are we talking about up here? 
Uh, I'll make sure I'm not missing any chat here. I don't have Heathen Dog. Uh, too far over to Japan stance. If you were gonna make what we want, how we want, people are turning away. I I don't think people are turning. I mean, I could be wrong. I don't follow it well enough to to know for sure. But I don't think people are turning away. You know, it's the typical woke versus not woke stuff. I think there should be both. I really do. That's one of the things that people don't understand about me, especially when I rant, is if you want something woke and that's for you, do it. I have no problem with that. Just don't change what I already have and let people make the non-woke stuff. That, that's really all I've ever said like, for any of this, whether it's gaming or comics and so forth. But I argue against those who come into whatever hobby, whether it's gaming or comics or, or movies or anime, whatever, and try to change what people already enjoy. I absolutely have a problem with that. So, my brain will die with Sudoku. Okay, I'm going to go. Uh, you can see here, so again, we talked about the game system with the point system and whatnot. You can check that in a previous video. But, uh, or you can just buy the game at sm4.life. And, uh, but, so what you got? You got attack mastery, combat technique, blind fighting. Well, that's good. So this is actually, this is a very D&D-esque type character. 60 health points, 55 energy points. So what's she going to spend those energy points on? Mm. Off the top of my head, I don't see that she necessarily needs to. But, uh, this is coming from somebody who's experienced with the game is other than reading and reviewing it character background see it's not just stats it took the time put backgrounds in so you're actually playing a character now of course if you like the way the character was built make your own the game says that Bessem itself says that from like page one it's your game now do what you want with it pretty sure it's the same here but uh, I do like this because it gives like, oh, okay. I sometimes, you know, like the old RPG, I can't stand Adventures League and I don't like Pathfinder Society because I don't like those games. But the old days, the RPGA network, I like those. Uh, you know, getting handed a character and saying, okay, play it. See how well you do. <laughs> so, hey, Spectrofire, how you doing? Now, Spectrofire is an anime person. Spectrofire knows his anime. So, I'm going to return this. Please do try to stop me. All right, let's go to an 80-point character. 80-point character is Android Battlemate. Oh, there we go. I actually want to see that. I thought that was funny when I first saw it in the book, uh, in the main book, but Donna Marks. So, uh, Android Battlemate, Bodyguard, eight. So, what do we got here? We got 100 health points, 50 energy points, and a damage multiplier, five. Jumping, power flux, here we go. Equipment programs. See, these are the things that I don't fully understand. Yes, I can read it. Yes, I can talk about it as I'm reading it. But all told, until I play the game, it's just like champions for me with the variable power pools and all that other weirdness. Bessem is not as intense or as crazy as champions. Let me be very clear about that. But uh, Achilles heal. Electric attacks. Well, that makes sense. She's a robot, right? So, <laughs> fellow weeb. There you go. She can download new programs to swap out her skill groups. That makes sense. Johnny Mnemonic going on over here, right? I'd say it's probably something pretty good for a cyberpunkish type game. More than that, obviously. But that's the first thing that comes about. Damn, these chicks are tall. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's let's scroll down. 
uh, let's just scroll down for a little bit. You can see a whole ton of characters in here. Like I said, the intent was not to go through all of these. Oh, okay. I, stop. Stop. Who's this? Okay, we've got uh, human hacktivists. Cyberpunkish again. <laughs> Homeworld is Imago. Oh, Imago, which one was that? That was the, um, crap. I actually understood these. I can't think of which one that is off the top of my head. Damn it. <sighs> anyway, <laughs> there are multiple worlds in the anime multiverse for Bessem. So she isn't from Earth itself. Japanese cyberpunk equals bubblegum crisis and ghosts in the shell. I've seen a little bit of ghost in the shell. Uh, it didn't make sense to me because I caught it in the middle. The MMO version of Champions insanely complicated. Yeah, I played the MMO version of Champions when it first came out, but uh, uh, the reality punk. That's right. That's right. You know, we just reviewed this. I mean, I've only been separated from the game for a little over a week, and I've already forgotten everything. I feel like such a nerd. A nerd? An idiot. There you go. I was thinking nerd earlier. Oh, I wanted to see her. So her abilities. Anonymous organization. Uh, that, that connected thing could be, uh, we looked at that. That could actually be abused <laughs> as a game master. But it's, it's only level two. It's not that bad. Uh, Dadax, worldwide activation, concentration. So she's got to concentrate. Um, so it ends up being a level nine power for only 10 points. Wow, but that concentration, I, I, that's okay. So if you can keep her disturbed. Uh, appearance, uh, lightning calculator. Interesting. Here. And she's got three full skill groups. Like, now this one's only, uh, level two, but still. And some wealth to go, to back her up. Nice. But she's fragile. Hounded. <laughs> Hounded. If I remember correctly, that, that's uh, basically you're annoyed by somebody, but you're annoyed to the point where it's like you just can't get away. Like, it's actually game affecting because you spent points on it. Now leave me alone. Lumina Saber. Uh, she's my favorite character. Okay, so people are talking about stuff. Hey, I'm glad you guys are chatting. Because I pretty much don't understand anything you guys are talking about, so keep chatting amongst yourselves. <laughs> uh, Alright, let's, uh, let's scroll down. Let's see if we can find something weird. Uh, that's a tiefling. Uh, when I say weird, I mean, like, really weird. You a hobbit? You're a hobbit, aren't you? Yep, halfling. Uh, no, not, not yet. Only like halfway through. Okay, Jack Dart. Oh, there we go. Just the name alone. We gotta look at Jack Dart. Jack Dart. He's human. His occupation is hot rod. Street racer. Go speed racer. So he's also from Imago. And uh, Habitat is the Dart Machine motorcycle. So his motorcycle is his Habitat. So pretty decent stats here. Well, how many points was he? 60 points. Uh, health, okay, I mean, for 60 points, all right, combat value. Oh, he's got a lot of level ones, okay. He's just getting started in the hot rod, you know, in the racing scheme. He, he can't quite do the pod racing yet. <laughs> so, uh, got a lot of, uh, magnet, he, he's got a lot of followers also. It's just a magnet for the, uh, for the crazy ones, right? Nemesis, oh, he's got a nemesis. Dirk Falkirk. What's this guy's name? Jack Dart versus Dirk Falkirk. Maybe it is pod racing. Maybe it is Cibola over here. <laughs> uh, I would either die or be powerless without his bike. Well, uh, let's see here. He's wanted. Well, 
Social fault overconfident? Well, with a bunch of ones, you have to be overconfident. <laughs> Only way you can get anything done. Um, he's a GEO freelancer. Oh, wow. Remember, this is the corporate world. Or, or uh, not corporate. Uh, what's it corporate? Yeah, you had the, the two big factions. Uh, some crossover Cyberpunk 2020. I'm more content with uh, when. I guess some people are talking. Sorry if I'm missing your chat. I'm trying not to just be boring about because like I usually oh that was something weird. Usually it's me and Heathen Dog here. I gotta do this by myself. Only a 40 point character. Now we're now we're maybe talking a companion here, or we're talking, you know, a little bit easier game to play. Yeah, GEO and one. Pathfinder 2 isn't too bad. Pathfinder 1 and D or A2 min maxwell. I, I don't like Pathfinder to get off topic for a moment because I don't like Paizo as a company. But the one thing you don't hear on our channel is well, while we rail into Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition because it's got the Dungeons & Dragons label on it, we don't rail on Pathfinder too much because it's its own game. If it wants to make new lore and it wants to do things differently and it wants to be its own thing, just like Earthdawn. Earthdawn's its own thing. I don't complain about orcs and Earthdawn because Earthdawn's always been its own thing. Now, if they are to come in and start saying that orcs are completely different in Earthdawn, that now they're they're short, non-aggressive, and uh, you know something else. Well, then then I'll rail on it. You know, and that that's my problem with fifth edition D and D is that it's uh, it's not Dungeons and Dragons. Neither is third edition, though. So to be fair, um, but uh, yeah, we don't really go off in Pathfinder too much. Although none of us like it in Legion of Myth. And what I mean by that, I'm talking like the the founders, owners, whatever Legion of Myth. I'm sure there are people in our Discord who do like it, and if that's what you like, play it. Have fun. There are going to be people who don't like Bessem. God forbid. But, you know, there are going to be a lot of people who do. So play it. Enjoy it. I, I got to tell you that one of the things that I, that I, you know, when I went into Bessem, when we first started talking, we go look at episode one. I go right off the bat and I say, look, this is a point-based game. I don't care that the dude calls it an anime game. Whatever. I can draw spiky characters on anything and it's an anime game. Champions, GURPS, et cetera, et cetera. Any point-based game, right? I had to backtrack that when I did the review of it. Just the way that the how it is really set thematic because, you know, you tell me it's thematically set a certain way and I'm going to be like, yeah, whatever. I can thematically set anything up the way I want, but it is thematically mechanically set up that way. So, yeah. Now, could I go the other way around with it? Could I turn this into a GURPS type game? Why, why would I want to? So, yeah, I had, I had to kind of, I don't want to say eat crow, but I definitely had to backtrack on that one. So, but let's look at the Shizuka Moto. Tiny, that's uh, probably where some of the points come from. And it's a melting ice cube. That's all you have to know. You are playing a melting ice cube. <laughs> okay, what are you actually playing here? So, uh, body is a little low, yeah. But uh, remember, was it uh, fours or defaults, if I remember? But uh, soul's pretty high. I mean, I, I, when I say pretty high, I'm talking for a 40-point character. Your, your default is kind of 24. It's like the base. So there, there isn't a lot you do after that. Attack uh, combat value is four. Yeah, I mean, with the exception of the damage uh, multiplier, these are kind of low. But you're talking a 40-point character. It's okay. Change state, quick change. Uh, cognition, post-cognition, environmental nature. I uh, don't fully know what that means, but it sounds cool. I'd have to look up the ability again. I, I... Healing, now that. There you go. And some force field. I mean, it's only one point, but hey. 
Heal herself. Heal itself, herself. Uh, skill group domestic. Aw, cook me some food, thanks. And summon creatures. Now you're talking. Summon some creatures to help. So, I'm uh, not bad for a 40 point character. I mean, it's tiny. It's not going to do a lot of damage. Uh, even though it says damage multiplier uh, 1, I forget what all the penalties are, but just by being a tiny character, you're suffering. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Divided by 4. The distances, all right here. Minus 20 strength damage. So, you know, if you're used to doing, well, 20 damage, you're doing 0. <laughs> you know, if you're used to doing 25 damage, you're only doing 5. So, there you go. Oh god, they're hyper. They're hyper! <laughs> so, this is- my chat's not scrolling here, that's annoying. I miss when characters actually have to buy light sources and hire torchbearer hirelings. I never liked the hireling portion of it, because uh, people would misuse them into something else, so I pulled them out of my games. Like, completely pulled hirelings out of my first and second edition AD&D games. Yeah, I know it's anathema, I know somebody's gonna freak out, but I did. What I like is how Forbidden Lands handles uh, pretty much everything. Food, drink, warmth, and uh, well, arrows and torches. How they handle the consumables. And I'm not going to go into it here because we're talking about Bessem, but uh, I think it is a great balance between the, uh, the old school mentality and, you know, uh, of count every single torch versus whatever you've got lighting move on. Or it's just everybody have continual light. Who cares, you know, how they get kind of lazy about that. I think it's a great balance between the two. Check out Forbidden Lands. I also love the company. God, I hope they don't go crazy. I mean, I'm always nervous. They're a Swedish company, and uh, they work a lot with the UK, and they have a partnership with Modifius, which is a company I can't stand at all. So I get nervous about their quote-unquote wokeness one day. But for now, nah, for uh, Free League Publishing, they get a thumbs up for me. But let's talk about Skami, who also gets a thumbs up. So we're talking about it. Um, Alright, uh, let's, let's scroll down to, ooh, 110 points. Now we're starting to talk a little bit more, uh, more capable. Why is everybody 5'8"? Dudes are 5'8", chicks are 5'... Oh, okay, never mind, it's chicks. So obviously not Japanese people. <laughs> I lived in Japan. I was like towering over everybody, and I'm... Oh, <laughs> anyway, uh, what do we have here? Now we're talking some stats. Uh... Attack combat value, unarmed 16, defense kind of range 16, okay, 125 health points, wow, nice. But again, we're talking 110 point character, so that fits within line of... Obviously, you don't want your 40 point character trying to go mano a mano with a 110 point character. Look at all these, lots of ones and twos, you know, what I like about that is instead of just focusing on like one, or, you know, let's say three or four abilities, attributes, Let's call it what the game calls it. Three or four attributes. Trying to go diverse, and I actually like that, because I think sometimes, whether it's point-based games or class-based games, people become too niche, and there's nothing wrong with that. I tend to do that as well. I tend to become very niche with my characters, because I'm like, you know what? I want to be good at throwing fireballs or fire and that concept, and that's it. That's all I'm going to do. Everything else, well, I'm going to need people around me. Well, that sounds great, you know, in, in one regard, you know, if you're doing it in, like a, in a team-oriented manner. The other regard is... You're one trick pony, and you're going to be sitting there complaining, like, I'm bored. I get to the fire at everything. So I, I like the fact that these characters have diversity to them. This one doesn't have a lot of, uh, by the way, of uh, limiters and, um, oh my god, enhancements. 
you notice that this is the only one focused. Um, suggest page 84. All right, we'll look at page 84 then. Umbreeze, yeah, my wife is uh, 5-0 or 5-1, so yeah. Okay, uh, what page are we on? We're on 76, all right. Per suggestion from the creator, we're going to go to page 84. All right. Dark, oh my god, did you do this to me on purpose? You know my feeling towards drow. It's not a drow, it's a dark elf. Um, Necromancer, now see, now, it's like got the dichotomy there. I hate drow and dark elves, but uh, I love necromancers. So it's from a car, it's a prime world. Uh, habitat under the dragon spine mountains. That sounds cool. Five, seven, ah, an inch shorter, but the ears make up for it. <laughs> I'm done. Uh, by the way, you know, one of the things I haven't talked about is um, I like the consistent art. It isn't like one is amazingly awesome and the other one's like, oh my god, why am I looking at that? I like the consistent art. That's something I've got to say. I, you know, even when art is kind of bad, like the Earth Dawn books, sorry, I don't like Lobenstein's art. Um, I like the fact that it's mostly consistent. Okay, so what are we looking at here? Body stat, 10. Oh, I'm sorry, that's points. Value of 5, so a little higher in body. Look at that soul, though. 10 soul! Woo. But soul is going to be used for the spellcasting. Attack combat value, magic 12. Jesus. I mean, how many points? Oh, 180 points. Okay, we're talking a, a high-value character, but only 75 health. Only 75, but I mean, that kind of fits the theme of a magic user, right? Does to me. Less health than that 120-point character, but... Now let's, uh... Uh, do, 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 thanks, Baldahar. Bah humbug. Hey, Baldahar, by the way, Baldahar, um... Did you get everything worked out? And I'm not doing this to call Discami out at all. I'm doing this because I haven't talked to Baldahar since then. Did you get everything worked out with your Besom book? Because if not, I'll buy another one if I have to. Not calling anybody out. I literally will. I was about to do that anyway because I thought Amazon was going to make me. So if anybody's like, that was rude of you to do. Talking to him because I haven't talked to him since then. Yep, got that covered within an hour. Well, that's freaking awesome. That is awesome. So thank you, Mark, for that uh, discami on, on chat. Thank you. I'm happy that uh, that was resolved. I felt a little weird about that because I, I felt like I was kind of calling him out. I was, I was absolutely not intending to do that. I wanted to know if Baldahar got everything worked out because, hey, we had a 2,000 subscriber giveaway and I gave away three books. One of them was uh, Bessem and we had, a, we had an issue, but it was resolved that quickly. That's awesome. Love it. That's how you keep customers. Good, you know, good uh, customer service. Uh, connected. Significant house. That's a minus one, though. Huh. Not sure I'm fully understanding the minus one there. Oh, it's minus one. Okay, no, no, never mind, never mind. It takes down the level because... Okay, I got it, because it's actually a benefit. Wait a minute. Am I getting that right? Significant is more powerful, so it's a limiter. Okay, you're right, you're right. God dang it. I think I didn't review the game. I did. So, yeah, no, that, that makes sense, because uh, it's limiting the, the level. Same amount of points, limiting the level. Uh, control environment darkness, well, that... 
Is that a drow? I mean, don't drow have that innate ability to darkness 15-foot radius or something? Dynamic powers, uh, necromancy, uh, so th that's limiting, because it's a power. But backlash, now backlash was something I looked at for characters, I like the concept of it, like if you, if you roll poorly, <laughs> it comes back and hits you in the face, BAM! <laughs> Love that. Uh, Omri loves Savage Worlds. I got some flack for this one. I don't like games with cards. Look, Forbidden Lands has cards. I don't use them. The advanced combat techniques, I don't use them. I don't like cards in my role-playing games. But to be clear, if you do, continue to play with cards and enjoy your games. For me, I like dice and only dice. I don't like spinners. I don't like cards. <laughs> All right, let's get back to... Hey, Ghost of Tantalorn, how you doing today? Uh, so Metamorphous Zombie. Wait. You can turn into a zombie? Am I understanding that right? I... Get rid of the pointed ears in this character. I'm loving this character. Uh, turns, oh, turns others, oh. Okay, so let's say duration, negative four. So that's going to be a limiter. So that means it's going to last a while. I don't remember what all the numbers are off the top of my head. Targets minus three. So if I remember correctly, that was like a range of like, uh, was that, that the 10 meter range? Activation. So it, it requires to be activated. Use a consumable and it is detectable. You can't hide the fact that you're summoning zombies or, or creating zombies. <laughs> you're going to be noticed. So that makes sense. Okay, it turns others into zombies. And by the way, for anybody who just uh, joined us, we are going through Dramatis Personae, which are 71 different characters. No, we're not talking about all 71. Um, but it's part of the Bessem Extras, so if you want to see what you can get from it. And even if you weren't to like, use this character, so like me, I don't like to play elves, and I certainly can't stand... I mean, I also understand that there's a difference between Dark Elf and Drow, too, by the way. Drow are Dark Elves, but not all Dark Elves are Drow. Look at Dalimar from Dragonlance, right? Um... I would turn this into a human, just because I would. But other than that, this gives me a lot of concepts. Like, because I don't fully understand this stuff. As a new player to the game, as somebody who's literally never actually played the game, I don't understand this. But now looking at it, I, I've got a starting point. I can do this. I understand the points. Uh, why it costs 50 points. I understand how the level, the limiters and enhancements work. I've got something to use to base what I might want to do in the future on. Or let's say we're not even playing a 180-point game. We're only playing a 100-point game. Sure, but I can still say, you know what? I don't need these 50 points. Okay, that'd be a dumb one to get rid of. But, okay, maybe I can't create zombies yet. Oh, wait, that's only six points. Maybe I can... You get that? Okay, we're going to get rid of the wealth. <laughs> but you get the idea. I can use it to, uh, to come up with ideas for my own, especially when some of these, I'm not fully understanding, like, how to put this together. And that was actually kind of, I don't want to call it a complaint. It's one of my complaints of all games of this type. It's my complaint about champions. It's my complaint about GURPS. It's my complaint about, and GURPS not so much because it doesn't get as heavily involved in this. And, and my complaint about Bessem is that there are these, uh, we'll call them pools for lack of a better term, that can do so many different things because they need to. And I'll make a character, and this happened to me a lot in Champions. I'll make a character, and then, like, three other people just tear it up. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe you did this. You could do this with these points and do that. Do this, that. Uh. Bessem isn't that deep. 
but it frustrates people like me who aren't versed with those type of systems where now I can just look at this. Well, I've got something and I can go with it. So if you're not sure if you would use any or all these 71 characters, you can still find reasons to have this, uh, this book. Then you got the character. Uh, let's look at uh, Nemesis, rival house member, red type house politics. Oh, great. Now we're playing Dune. <laughs> uh, sensory? Okay, this is a drow. Diminished vision and sunlight. That straight up is a drow. Well, it's okay. We, we can get rid of that. <laughs> significant other? Oh, see, again, I like that. So that means the significant other is going to be something that affects the character in the game. You now have backstory for the people who don't like story in games that just want to like throw some points together. Well, you know what? You don't have to have a lot of story, but now you do have, you instantly have some story right here. There you go. And special requirement, life energy. Okay, that doesn't sound good at all. <laughs> that doesn't sound... Uh, okay, so uh, he clarified up to 10 targets for one week. That, okay, that's what all those limiters, limiters are for the uh, zombies. Or enhancements. Sorry. Um, or limit. <laughs> Gonna get all this crap backwards. He the dog, where are you? Save me! I like it. I'm just gonna tell you, like, like again, there are changes I would make. But this is a perfect example of why somebody like me would want this book. All right, let's, uh, let's move on here. That was a good example. That really was. Um, let's do one more, and then we'll move on to the next book. Oh, here we go. Felicia Mihashi. Phrase Panthera. Now, anybody who knows anything about me, let, let's, let's, let's backtrack just a, just a touch here. One of my favorite games to run is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Other Strangeness. One, I, I generally like the Palladium system. I know it's got faults, but I generally like it. And two, I like anthropomorphic animals. The game I was going to do, except for I got this stuff for Bessem, was actually called Shard. And it is literally all anthropomorphic animals. There are no humans in the game. Amazing, amazing art. Game system I kind of meant about, but, uh, you know. So like I said, because it's anthropomorphic animals, I can't, I can't picture the heathen dog would want to have anything to do with it. Very indie game, very small publisher. It's probably sold like 10 books total. Maybe more than that. But uh, that's what I was going to talk about. Why do I say that? Because this is the type of character that would catch my fancy right away. Now we're back on Imago. Habitat Geostation 5. Um, not that I would necessarily... Well, first of all, I don't play female characters. I believe that personally, personal opinion, not saying you have to do this, I believe you should play your gender at the table because of immersion reasons. I just believe that. I don't let, at my table, I don't let guys play females, and I don't let uh, women play males. Just because it, it hampers immersion, in my opinion. Your table, your results may vary. Um, but, not big on furries. I, I, can, I can understand that. I don't get in the furry thing. I just, I don't know. I like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and it's one of the games I've run the most, and I, and I like, it's more to me about the special powers. It's less about, oh, look, uh, I'm I'm a cat person, or I'm a you know I'm a lizard person, or whatever. It's more of like I like the idea of having the claws, and I like the idea of walking the tightrope. You know, if I was a cat person, or having my pack if I'm a dog, or what can I do with my prehensile snout as an elephant? You know, it's like again I'm talking a lot of TMNT there, but I'm I lean towards these types of things. One of my D and D worlds that I ran many many years ago. Uh, I replaced all the fantasy races with uh, a different equivalent that were all animal-based. 
Uh, I played a Wolfen in Palladium. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. Um, but I didn't add them. I replaced the races. And yes, um, you know, the cats and dogs, actually it wasn't cats and dogs, but we'll just go with it. Cats and dogs had their animosity towards each other, so it wasn't like they were all, it wasn't like a furry gang. <laughs> that, but anyway. Um, so it's, it's hard to imagine a 300-pound man is a petite female cat girl. Hey, if you're playing an anime game, just say it. You never know. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's, let's look at uh, Felicia Mihashi, though. Um, so how many points is this one? 60 points. Wow, that's pretty high values. Like, uh, so a lot of uh, stat points there. Uh, so we got some decent health for a 60-point character. And actually, we've got fairly decent, you know, higher skill levels than I, I would think for a 60-point character. But they're all pretty generic. No enhancements or limiters. Um, if I remember correctly with the special movement, you get, was it one or apparently two for free that don't affect the point cost? Um, my favorite one was bouncing off walls. I'm not laughing because it's dumb. I'm laughing because honestly it makes sense and I never thought of something like that and I can just, I'm visualizing it. I, I like the idea. Kind of a little jumping from wall to wall to wall. Got that little ninja thing going on, right? Just because I like to play anthropomorphic character doesn't mean I'm a furry. Well, that is true. You know, fair enough. Necromancer group, don't worry if you're in jail race. I did that to a character in Palladium Fantasy. I was playing, I think, an evil priest, not a necromancer. The dude freaked out on me because by being uh, brought back as an undead, it, it ruined all chance of ever being resurrected. We are too low for that anyway. The dude wanted to fight me. He wanted to fight me in real life. Because I was like... Yeah. <laughs> I rested. I brought his character back as some sort of little zombie or skeleton or some crap. Um, I, I'm not so much into it anymore, but I had about 15 or so years where I just absolutely loved playing necromancers and, and things like that. Not so much death knights or dark knights but i i liked finding new ways of playing a ne necromancer that wasn't just against type like oh i'm the good necromancer but i'd find i'd find ways of of making it interesting but i i kind of ran out of ideas other than just directly going against type i kind of started running out of ideas um so a lot of chat going on that i hope other people understand but uh let's get to uh and, and i'll scroll back and i'll read some of that when we're done Oh, we're we looking here. So jumping makes sense. Got kind of cat person here. World police gear. So kind of already got an occupation. World police officer says it right there. Okay, so so world police gear. So marked panther. Okay, so this race, this species, is a, is a marked species. So that means some places maybe not so welcome, or at least easily identifiable. Like at uh, Went that way. Red tape, world police reports. Yeah, go figure. Always with the reports, man. I work for the government and always with the reports. Uh, skeleton closet and wanted. Oh, a gang does make sense. A gang would want to go after, especially an effective one. So I like this character. Might want to raise that social skill group up a little bit, though, you know. <laughs> do, do that good policing, like, hey, the only good necromancer is a dead necromancer. Ah, I see what you did there. <laughs> so 
Sorry, I'm not putting any of the chat up on the screen. I just want to go through this. And I know it's probably weird that I'm always looking that direction, but uh, it's because I did it by display screen. I don't want to change it. I'm lazy. It's screwing up everything already today. And, of course, we have the background. So it will probably explain all of this here. Or make your own for your game. Okay. I like this book. I, I like it more so probably because of what I was saying before. Because I don't know how to make a character for that. I do. We went through it. But, I mean, I don't know the nuances. Like, I was reading the Discami uh, Discord where people were putting character bills and talking about that on there. I was like, What? Okay, over my head. <laughs> like, you know, I never would have even thought about doing it this way, let alone like, oh, yeah, I guess it is best practice. Of course, when I look at it, I'm like, oh, yeah, it makes sense. And uh, slime. Well, here's your slime. That's a perfect one to stop on. But hey, by the way, um, there's a Discami. I don't have the link for it. I, I mean, I have it here. If, um, if Mark is still watching, if he wants to post the, the link, uh, he can do that if if it doesn't work for whatever reason because it's blocked. Uh, I don't know. Send to me on Discord or something, and I can get the link up there because that uh, it is a good Discord to follow. It's one of the I have a total of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight, eight Discords I follow, and I was an early adopter of this like in 2014. So uh, I I just don't follow a lot of Discords because most of it's just crap. But I've got the Discami one on here. Uh, 71 characters in Dramatis Persona. Let's put that on the screen. I don't even know what it says, but we're going to put that on the screen. 71 characters in Dramatis Persona can either be used as they are, community for NPCs, or examples regarding how to build. That's, that's why I like the book. That, that last comment right there is exactly why I like the book. Or, hey, you can be a real lazy SOB and just grab it and go. <laughs> you really want to. Obviously not the intent, but... Uh... uh to say, yeah, in our group, uh, we had a paladin and a necromancer. I can't imagine. See, I'm the type of, I'm really old-fashioned about stuff like that. No. So what happened was, is the necromancer decided to join the paladins. God said this. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's, it's, the reason I say no isn't because it, it's not plausible. It's just, it's an overused trope. It's like when I see the paladin, anti-paladin, or whatever they call them nowadays, blackguards, whatever, in the same group. I'm just like, no. <laughs> Does it make sense? Um, had to get creative on why they grouped. Okay, I came up. Necromancer needed protection until he got stronger, and the paladin was waiting for the necro to do something against his more. Ah, okay, see? It's quickly going to happen, though. I mean, to be fair, it's quickly going to happen. Um, something to arrest him. It turned out to be fun. Eventually, a necromancer put levels in the. <laughs> what, just to spite the paladin more? <laughs> Oh, uh, that's, uh, okay. <laughs> Again, how people play at their own table is their own business. And just like, I, I always go off, I always go off on Ravenslayer in this one because it's Dwarf Wizard. Actually, he played the Dwarf Druid. Either way, I do it as a meme more than anything else. How he plays at his own table is his business. I don't like it, but there's always an explanation. Look, imagination is damn near infinite, right? Anybody can say, if you imagine it, it can become real. That's why I don't say, you know, uh, I, don't, I don't care what's possible, I care what's plausible in my games. And believe me, they're not as boring as they sound. But, all right, let's go to, uh, to be forced to get away from the paladin. Yeah, okay, I can see that. All right, let's, uh, you know, we got the slime ball here. Look at all those defects. <laughs> 30 points of defects. Uh, but that's how you get a 30-point character. 
with decent stats, yeah. Oh, what's the size? Well, it's only size negative uh, one. I thought it would be smaller, but... Okay, let's, uh, let's move on to the next one. Let's look at Tokyo Sidekick 4th Edition. Now, what is this book? A collection of superhero characters. Ah, changing genres a little bit. Well, not really changing. We're specifying genre a little bit here. Let's zoom in on that. It's F11, that thing again. Throughout the streets of Tokyo, Japan, there are seemingly infinite number of villainous plots just waiting to unfold. All right, learn about the superhero teams that will... Uh, <clears throat> sorry. Let's learn about the superhero teams that will stop them. We're talking about the villainous plots up here. And Bessem Tokyo Sidekick. Uh, for 20 superhero anime characters. All right. And again, let's give uh, credit where credit is due. I can't read that, but I'm sure my wife can. White necromancer type of specialized in healing. Eh. Yes, I played, I played a equivalent of a white necromancer that uh, actually did some healing... I felt a little dirty about that. I also played a necromancer that whose, whole, whose sole purpose was to understand the dark arts, necromancy, in order to eradicate it. Again, kind of an overused trope. I get it. If somebody really, really, really wants the creepy spells, I suppose, I don't know. I just think that there's a reason that those spells are creepy and they should stay on the creepy side of things. I think it'd be more fun to try to stay away from that paladin or try to not let that paladin by actually being the creepy creepy but stay keeping that paladin like what i didn't do any what are you talking about did that happen must have been somebody else all right um so we got the cool guy oh uh, where are points here okay no points there let's talk about points that's not just says okay it just puts together oh 60 points uh, 15. So, 75, I'm guessing? If I, if I did my math correctly? Cure Wounds is Necromancer. Is Cure Wounds Necromantic in second, first and second edition AD&D? It might be. I don't know off the top of my head. Um, I will tell you, looking at this, So 50 total points. Okay. Likes prosperity cats? Vigilanteism? Oh. <laughs> okay. This looks like something you'd find out of the old Batman. That's no, not six point carriers. Alternate form which gives him 15 when he changes. No, okay. So I guess what I'm trying to put together here is so, so let's use something simpler. Because I, I do see the ice form here. Is this a straight-up 50-point character? It looks like it to me. <laughs> That's a for you. The reason I'm asking is, well, it may be self-explanatory. I don't want to represent it wrong, first of all. But secondly, I like the way the other book did and had it actually just said 50 points. Right up here. Big, fat letters. Uh, these are 20 characters from the Tokyo Sidekick board game. A Japanese game has a license for U.S. publication. Oh! You know what we should do? Uh, let's do it after this. If I don't do it after this, remind me to go to the Discami website and actually show some of the other games that are on there. Uh, I guess when I think superheroes, I'm definitely thinking more than 50 points. But a low-level superhero. That, that's, why, that's one of the reasons why I'm saying that. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm stuck in... Uh, 
superhero mode. Okay, this one's 60 points, looks like. I mean, and, and looking at how these numbers are adding up, I mean, I'm pretty sure that is a 60-point character. So, because it fits that, that, uh, that price range. Hey, somebody that's not 5'8". Oh, wait, I didn't even realize that. So, hero, sidekick. Okay, so we got a hero, we've got a sidekick. Ah, there we go. Batman and Robin would probably be 25 points each. I don't know about that. That tool belt of his is probably, I mean, that, that item in and of itself is worth a ton of points. Um, so, we got a hero, and now we have another sidekick. A little background on here. Most of these Tokyo sidekick characters are more Daredevil street level than Superman level. Fair enough. Okay. So they so the point levels make sense. And what's funny is I was telling Heathen Dog about this is uh, I think the, the the point range that I would like now again I'd probably do something more fantasy, more Lotus War type stuff. Um, but uh, is around is less than hundred points. It was like at the seventy five point levels where I felt comfortable. So I had the tool belt in his sixty points. Yeah. Uh, again, I don't want to look at every one of these. You know, there should be a reason for you to want to buy them. But uh, we got Alfred here. I mean, sorry, uh, James uh, Kiritani. He's fragile. What is that? That's supercar. That's uh, what's this guy? We're just gonna we're gonna base it on this guy. That's the electro car. <laughs> I like that. I'm gonna play some Car Wars now. I haven't played that since uh, since like 1990. There we go. Chicks dig the car, right? I, you know what I like about this art is it really does have a pewterish metallic look to it. It's James' item. Nah. No, I can't go with that. <laughs> Butler does not get a car like that. Nope. <laughs> uh, if you look here, so let's look... Uh, just for language, the bat, the battle got me. You got me. I said Batmobile. The Batmobile, sixty point, sixty point car. Okay. Um, he's gonna have to give that up to a real superhero. Just saying. All right, let's go on. Nobody suspects the butler. <laughs> He was a gift. He was gifted by, and you know, let's see. Uh, half British, half Japanese. Well, that makes sense. James Kiritani. Um, currently, we're in Japan for Genji Hiraga. In his youth, he was GT racer. Oh, okay. He's particularly a good driver. I'm sure that's represented here by the points. He helps the heroes out. Excellent driving skills, and a vehicle loaded with secret weapons. As much as he respects his master, he isn't afraid to reprimand him for his rashness. So he's like. Alfred with with a tood. <laughs> there we go. I like this. Like again, it's not against type, which is boring, but it's a twist on type, which I like. Twist? Good. What a twist. Good. Just going against the norm? Bad. So to be fair, well, I'm giving him a shit. I actually like this. Great oh. rabbit. Usagi Ojimbo. Um Soju Sugita. Doctor. Uh, yeah, this is what I want. To be fair, my doctor out here is a mad scientist, so 
Maybe in his spare time, he dresses up in a bunny costume and starts shooting people with arrows. It would not surprise me if somebody to say, yeah, Dr. Shedler does that. I'd be like, yeah, okay. So maybe. Uh, thank you, Longbow and Japanese martial art weapon and hospital gear, of course. So where's the healing? Oh, occupation doctor. So he doesn't have any like magical healing that you can see here, but he's a doctor. A little bit more realistic. I like that. I like that. How many points? 80 points. Good stuff. Power, candlestick, limiter, can only be used in the library. Clue game, oh. That, that was, that was, that was a clue. Kid from Green Hornet. I'm sorry, I, I'm not reading a lot of chat, and I apologize. The ones that are sticking out to me are the Discami ones, simply because I'm looking for being corrected, because I'm an idiot. Hopefully I'm not frustrated, I'm like, God, this guy reviewed my game, he doesn't know crap about it. Sorry, man, I haven't played it. Um, okay, let's, uh, that. Sorry, saw the hot chick, gotta stop. Kaguya girl. Norisa, known as uh, Tomo Mochizuki, florist. Ah, oh, she's from the moon, you know. Everybody's from the moon. There's a more reasonable height. Uh, you know. Just flo floated in from the moon. Why not? Uh, a lunar hero that comes in peace. Nobody from the moon ever comes in peace. You not watch 1940s and 50s sci-fi? <laughs> uh, what does she got? Lightning reflexes. Of Lunar Royal Family. Super strength. Okay, that's good. And tough. All right. We're passing snarf snarf here. No snarf snarf. I mean, to be fair, though, <laughs> it's very, very anime, very Japanese -y. My wife would be like, oh, that reminds me of da da da. It's a kid girl. Oh, yeah. I give her crap, too, by the way. Okay. What is with this? Okay, the tentacles teddy bear. Gotta look at the tentacle teddy bear. Real name is unknown. Smoothie bear. Ice cream store leaflet. What? From a different planet? Okay. Four foot seas. That's actually bigger than I thought he'd be. Barely escaped his life. His home planet was invaded and destroyed by other aliens. Escaped by land on Earth under the assumption of the first being he saw his typical Earthling. He morphed into a bear mascot. Okay, it's kind of like, hey, to be fair, what did the Transformers do? They floated, they crashed on Earth. First thing they did, little, little robot drone thingy went out there, found a semi-truck, found some racing cars, found a gun, tape deck, good Transformers. It's not like the premise hasn't been used before. <laughs> and we're teaming out of reliability, trans oh. Poor guy. Helps hear us out. We're chasing the invaders that raise this planet. Okay. I like that. I, to, to be completely fair, again, I'm talking about, I'm not really trying, I'm not trying to mock it. If anybody thinks I'm trying to mock this, well then, you haven't watched this channel now, first of all, but secondly, I'm having fun with it. And I think that's what you're supposed to do with games, have fun. But uh, when you read the background, like, I'm like, oh God, what's with Tentacle Bear, right? Gotta go find out. It's not a bad background. And it's only done in three paragraphs. You don't need 85 paragraphs to do your background. Look at that. Right there. Likes milk and people watching. He's creepy. That's why he wears the mascot up. <laughs> oh, what I miss here? Robots in disguise. Yeah. Tentacle teddy bear. I know what Nora wants for Valentine's Day, right? He distributes leaflets uh, for the ice cream store he works for. Oh, that uh, sign spinning. There you go. He's on the. <laughs> what a new word working on this character. Uh, you know what? To be fair, I, I didn't actually know that's what a leaf letter was either. 
So you get to learn things through anime, uh, anime role-playing games. Oni. Demon guy. Haikyuu. I'm not going to want to read this, am I? I'm not going to... Nope, not going to read it. We get it. It's Professor X. <laughs> I do like the art, though. I, I, the reason I like the art is because she's not sitting there all cutesy. She's sitting there like, really? You're wasting my time. I'm smarter than you. I gave me that vibe right off the bat. That's good art. Okay, we got uh, uh, Samurai Showdown guy here. What the hell is the name of uh, that video game? Yeah, Samurai Showdown. Got a lot of that in the 90s. Alpha Kid. Now, now we got the spandex dude. Snake Kiss. That's gross. I don't want that. And don't put that logo on your shirt, Cobra. <laughs> uh, vani what? Vanilla Girl. I'm not sure that's a superpower. Is she forgettable? Uh, secret Identity. Focus. Opponent. Nope. Doesn't say anything about See? You need the power forgettable. I don't remember. She was so vanilla. <laughs> uh, Sonic Shadow. I love these names. But again, to be clear, I make fun of comic books too. Because, you know, Heathen Dog doesn't understand how somebody can like games but not comics and anime. That's this guy. I shouldn't say I don't like. That's not the right word. I just, it's not my thing. I'm, I'm not fully interested. So I make fun of all types of uh, comic book stuff as well. So, okay, she's just a little bland. Yeah, but that's kind of the thing. I mean, if you think about it, she's a 10th grader. Same. She's not, she doesn't have a big Twitter following. All right, let's move on. Uh, oh, I got the hot girl. Oh, the glamour. Uh, Samir Louis. She's a perfumer. She, she's that chick that when you're like going into like Macy's or whatever, it squirts a perfume in your face and you want to punch her. Oh. Uh, ice cream? Nail art. Okay. You know what I kind of like about this art right here, specifically, is it doesn't look as anime as it does. It's almost like a hybrid between like an 80s cartoon and modern anime. I, I like that. And now we've got the items of power. Okay, let's, uh, let's do this. If you haven't uh, figured out yet, I enjoy this stuff. I don't know when I'll ever use it. Uh, so I'm going to be careful with this one because I don't want to spoil anything. So we're probably not going to go too far in this book. Let me just make sure this is the one I'm thinking. Yeah, okay. I, I definitely don't want to spoil anything. Go, go get it. Go, go play your own adventures. Uh, but we'll take a look at it real quickly. Uh, just pretty much the first few pages. That's it. Adventures 4th Edition. Introductory Adventures Scenario Volume 1. The Myriad Realms of Imagination. There are an infinite numbers of dramatic stories waiting to unfold. Spoil the multiverse with some adventures. Okay. First story module. The characters summoned across dimensions from their home world of Molybdos. Fantasy World Magenta the game. Okay. So I'm going to kind of just stop here. I really don't. I, I want to give credit where credit's due. Um, I'm sure the introduction won't give too much away. I hope not. This uh, scenarios for four to six uh, players, 40 character uh, points, and 90 win on magenta okay so uh i'm a little disheartened that this isn't in color not that it, ma it does not matter to me i'm so used to seeing the purples and so forth that i'm like oh it's all but uh it's still high quality so there we go 
give credit where credit is due. And I am not going to show any more of this. Uh, is there... I said that. Okay. Um, is there like an index? See if there's an index at the end. Nope, just characters, and I don't want to give away those stats. So if you saw stats that quickly, you did. For four months uh, at a maid cafe in San Francisco in 2008, job was fun. Dealing with the creepy neckbeards was a nightmare. I get, yeah. Now, what we all came for. This has been going on for an hour. I thought the entire segment was going to be an hour. 146 pages. This is not a review. And this is not an in-depth, although we went, we went pretty in-depth with some of those characters, just because I wanted to show what, what, what it was showing there. This is going to be quick, fast, and in a hurry. I want to show what's in the book. If, uh, if Mark has anything to say, he'll throw it in the chat. Like, if I skip something that's really important, that's like, no, 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 show this part of the book because it's going to be the game changer, I will absolutely do it. But uh, other than that, I kind of want to go through it quickly, simply because uh, I, I don't want this to be a four-segment long. It's just supposed to be for today. This is a filler thing while Heathen Dog wasn't here. Rules, expansions, and character options. Now, if you remember me saying one of my kind of dings on, on the Bessem game was I really felt that a lot of the character uh, options and combat options that, were gonna, that are going to be here, or at least I think are going to be here, I really felt should be in the uh, player's handbook because they're things that I would want to use at a moment's notice, like right, right away in a game, like aim shots or whatever. But I could be wrong, so we'll take a look at that here, and maybe they'll have to have me adjust my review. But uh, essentially, this is like a companion book, or uh, an extras book, for lack of a better term, for Bessem. You don't need to play the game, but can enhance your game. Like, a non-creepy neckbeard would be a castaway. Oh, there we go. Yeah, Saber Expert says, and now for the main event. There we go. Yes. Um... I'm not going to be overly quick, like as in, oh, there we go, book's done. But I'm really not going to stop anywhere too specific, other than maybe some of the, uh, let's see what some of the combat features and so forth are. So, uh, we got broadening your game. Got uh, some more skills. Genius skills, ooh, skill specializations. Did not miss the extras book. And, of course, this is segment one, so it will go up on, uh, on YouTube as its own segment on Thursday. Now for something we hope you'll enjoy. I hope I hope you enjoy all of it. Peace. Um, I was told that uh, when a certain person left our, uh, we we lost a pretty prominent member recently. We'll just say that I was going to lose half our views. Well, I'm glad to see that hasn't happened. I mean, we're a small channel. We don't get a lot anyway. But all right, um, I appreciate everybody that's here. And in fact, I have to do it. I have to do it. I have to do it before we go on. Please subscribe. If you like what we're talking about here, well, what I'm talking about here, there's no we today. Jerks. Abandoned me. I have abandonment issues. But go ahead and give this uh, episode a thumbs up, like, and uh, you can find this. You can find this uh, in its own segment on Thursday. And share, 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 share. YouTube doesn't like me because of what we talk about in segment two. So. Expanded mechanics. This is probably where I'll take a little bit of time. Aim, waiting for an opening, total defense. This is one of those things that uh, I have not looked at. It. I could be completely wrong about how it is in this book, but like holding actions, something that annoys me in games like Dungeons and Dragons. And I don't mean that. I'm just talking general games as a whole. Holding actions always annoys me because on one hand, it makes realistic sense. And you don't want to tell somebody no. 
On the other hand, every damn round, you've got three people trying to hold actions for this and that and the next thing, and I don't want to get into the whole it slows the game down business because I'm one of those people that likes rolling initiative every round. Because I think that randomness is important. But, I don't know, there's just, I've never, going back to when I was in my teens 30 years ago, I've just never really liked holding actions or waiting for an opening. But we'll see what the rules here. Maybe I'll like these rules. Never know. Why can't I hold all these actions, right? Um, we'll have a combat flowchart. Combat maneuvers. Reading hold. Oh, there, oh, there we go. Page 35. Uh, there goes 36, then back to 35 again. I don't know if we'll find out if that's a typo, or if uh, it's just the way the chapter works. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Optional rules. Critical hits. That's something actually I'm interested in looking at. So we're going to want to look at uh, page uh, 57. I do want to look at... Uh, now, this is something that I can totally see not being in the main rulebook of, of a game. Although, a lot of OSR people complain about this. Like, oh, that game doesn't have rules for mass combat. I don't normally want that stuff. I'm not saying it shouldn't be there. But it's not something I need in a main book. Other people do. I don't. All right. Let's, uh, gear mech. Oh, this an, okay, maybe this book will go slower than I thought. <laughs> because a lot of this I'm interested in already. Oh, man. Stop making such good books. And we're back to the awesome art. Uh, what's the dude's name? I think it's going to be covered. I'll know it when I see it. Um, I think it's Sheelan. Yeah, there. <laughs> or Sheelan. Oh, her name. Oh. I'm misgendering people here because I said his name. Uh, but uh, that's awesome. So I'll just have to remember. She's a she. Uh, core framework. Broadening your game. <laughs> When's the, well, the book is kind of released. I think he said that it was going through a uh, 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 print process. Or, no, it's been printed. It's going through the, um, just got to be shipped. So I can't send you mine. Watermarked. And I wouldn't do it anyway, because I don't believe in stealing. Just caveat to that rule. But uh, this book doesn't fall in that caveat. <laughs> it's a zone in. Uh, okay, so we've got uh, attributes. Again, I don't want to read all of this, so absorption. So these are just more powers. You remember attributes in this game are kind of like your powers, your traits, your abilities, and so forth. We've got some absorption. Uh, so additional mod... What is this? These entries are either new introductions, best of them, create optional game rules, or expansions that add variety of choices to existing attributes. So synergistic damage can be both absorbed by this attribute and converted... By the character's conversion attribute. Jeepers creepers. Oh my god, excuse me. I hope y'all didn't have to hear that. Uh, character's health and energy potential can never exceed its normal maximum. Well, that would make sense. Just keep sucking in more life. I absorb all the life. I have a billion hit points. I mean, I could see that as a story hook, but not for a player character. PDF will be on drive-through RP. Here, let's put this on the screen. PDF will be on drive in mid-January. Print books and retail stores mid-February available for direct purpose. Cheapers, creepers. I can't read. I can't talk. Direct purchase from our website earlier, though. And we will take a look. Like I said, if I forget, make sure I don't forget. Um, and uh, we'll show off the Discomi website. 
have to go to it. I didn't put it up this time. I don't know why. I normally do it. This again, this week has just been crazy weird. Uh so we got some armor. So somebody got mad at me because like so you so you complained about the book being written in the they them gender neutral format, which it's not the the, the gender neutral thing that bothers me. It's the they them thing that does, and it just it always will. But you didn't care about the misspellings. I'm like these aren't misspellings. It's from Canada. Like like that's how it's spelled. No, it didn't bother me. Just like a lot of times we put Z's in things that uh, you know British English uses S's. Why would? No. Uh, it's like I think you're a hypocrite on that one. Won't be the first time somebody called me that. Um, so anyway, we got to we got a bunch of new uh, yeah attributes. Oh. Hey, somebody's playing um, not Project Mars. What what the hell is that Paradox Interactive game? Surviving Mars. Uh. <laughs> I still find focus spelling weird. Eh. Hey, look. I always say that there's one thing the Brits absolutely have right, and I know I know this is Canadian, but I'm saying the Brits specifically is aluminium. I hate the word aluminum. It sounds uh. skills versus groups. All right. So um, physical versus social defects. We talked about defects. Uh, you, you can, uh, yeah, you can. You can look at that in our past videos. I, I really don't want to stop on every little thing that... Holy crap. Now, the area assignments of guys... I think it only did go like 1 through 5, 1 through 6 in the main book. Wow. So in case you want to affect us an entire solar system with your fireball spell. There you go. Uh, who knows? Uh, anyone knows up with the A to Z thing? Well, they say Z for Z. I mean, I, I guess because I speak, well, I'm not fluent. I'm not even conversational in two of them. I can read it enough to be dangerous, but I speak French, Russian, and Japanese. Okay, my wife would say no to the Japanese thing. Uh, some of that stuff, like the Z thing, doesn't bother me. And so, in fact, some of it makes sense. It's, it's a way the CIA uses to determine where you're from, though. If you think you're going to uh, you know, fool somebody, better learn how to actually speak like them. Some good art. Okay, um, I want to go to page, I think it's 35. Obscenity rules, hold on, stop. This is for Heathen Dog. For gritty horror, horror games and paranormal occult adventures, remember Heathen Dog, we're going to also, later on, we're going to do Heathen Dog's video for his uh, Call of Cthulhu. Remember, if you're a paid backer, you get first shot. If you're a follower, subscriber, a non-paid non one, just follower, subscriber, you get second shot. Heathen Dog's running a Call of Cthulhu game because of our 2,000 subscriber uh, giveaway stuff. And uh, I'll have a video on that later. So if you're interested in that, sign up on our Discord. Make sure you're a follower or subscriber. If you want to guarantee your place, basically, first come, first serve, and be a paid backer. Your character's confronted by a traumatic experience. By the way, you know, everybody uses Call of Cthulhu, but, you know, the Palladium system has horror factor. I think it was a little too intense in Palladium. <laughs> I always tone it down a little bit. Uh, but, uh, so this wouldn't be the first game to do it, but I, I like this stuff. And I even use this sometimes in fantasy. If you're, if we're playing an off the farm type fantasy game, and it's the first time you've seen something really crazy, 
in a low magic we're not talking like a high fantasy world we're not talking like more of a low fantasy world oh i'll absolutely use some sort of horror or sanity role so it's great uh so anyway, uh, whenever a character is confronted by a traumatic experience or otherwise perceives an odd event that challenges their understanding of reality i just said it well uh the gym may ask for a sanity roll similar to a stat roll the success of a sanity roll is determined by rolling two dice and then adding the average rounded down of the character's mind and soul stats. Well, that makes sense. The result is a total roll, which is compared to the target number. Okay. Makes sense. Mike? Uh, feeding octopus to the kid. What? Oh, I see. Okay, because of what Noro said. Palladium also to be on the supernatural and Nightbane RPGs. Yes, that is true. Beyond the Super, I don't think they have the license for Beyond the Supernatural anymore. I could be wrong. I know they lost a couple of their like the Robotech license, and I'm mad because I didn't get any of the Robotech games before they lost the license. <sighs> All right. Uh, but you can look at the sanity rolls here. So if you want to run a horror game with Bessem, boom, there it is. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Vacation. You know, it's funny. I wish this chapter two skills thing wasn't there. I just kind of wanted to see this top to bottom. I wish I could afford a good artist for my stuff. All right, skills. So skill ranks, casual skill exposure, skill entries, skill specialization. I don't know why, when I saw this, I was reminded of an anime I absolutely can't stand. There's probably no reason for it, other than the fact that it's very blue hue. But uh, I remember Sherris, many, many years ago, 20 or so years ago, made me watch this uh, anime called Perfect Blue. And I almost broke his DVD in half. Uh, acrobatics. Three points per level. So more skill groups. Okay, animal training. Any single animal, such as bears, dogs. So right here, we got the circus. Acrobat, animal training. Oh, my cat's leaving. My wife must be feeding him. Uh, we got the circus going on here. Biological sciences. This is good. Uh, this is good not only because they're there, but also like this discussion here. For genius skills. A skill ranked beyond the usual rank six limit is considered a genius skill that represents an unusual mastery in the field. Okay. Got it. Got it. You can read more. I saw, I saw the, the, the genius in there, the rank eight. I like... More skill groups. I I like I don't know how to say this. I like what this uh, artwork is trying to show. I don't like the art style, but it reminds me like not this necessarily specifically, but impressionism. I hate impressionism. I I, I God had an entire quarter of French my senior year in high school where we had to deal with freaking impressionism. And I hated every minute of it. I like my art to be realistic, even if it's cartoony realistic. But it's, it's good. Don't get me wrong. It's good. It's just not the style I like. Looks like it was done with chalk. That's something uh, I tried to do when I was... Uh, I used to be a graphic artist when I was in the Air Force. They gave me a, some sticks of chalk in this little metal container. <laughs> it came out looking like total mud. You'd have been better off grabbing the five-year-olds that do the little hopscotch stuff on the road. <laughs> <laughs> what I was trying to do. Oh god, it was bad. I got some got a whole bunch more. Look at all these skills. Okay. Lots and lots of skills. 
At some point, Impressionism is just random color. You know, what is what is cool about Impressionism is when you stand like a mile away, you're like, oh, I wonder what that is. Then you walk up to you and like, oh, I got no definition. Thanks, Dick. <laughs> you know, so. I want to be clear that I thought that was good art because because I could feel like uh, uh, to me when I look at things like any sort of art, I look for an emotional response. So this is one of the things about music. A lot of people say I listen to music for fun. Well, I've got Weird Al for that. Other than that, I want music to invoke some sort of, and it doesn't have to be necessarily through the the actual words of the lyrics, but just the way the song is put together. I want it to invoke some sort of emotion on me, which is why I'm really picky about singers. Why I love Camelot, spelled with a K, uh, the Roy Kahn era Camelot, because he could invoke that emotion when I'm listening to it, even if I didn't know all the lyrics to the word. And this does that. I just don't like the style. It's not for me. This is, a, you know, I, I feel like this is just a sell from a show. Well, a varying skill cost by genre. That's an interesting but the point of a, the point cost of a skill is based on its utility. Oh yeah, well that was kind of mentioned already in the main book. Otherwise, highly detailed and technical skills such as sciences and medical engineering fields would always be the most costly regardless of their utility within the game. Uh, for example, typical action adventure setting, the action scientific and tech skills are fairly costly. Conversely, the humanistic dip and business skills are inexpensive. But if you're, see, now if you're playing a diplomatic style game, heavy role play, I could see that absolutely being flipped on its side. Okay, so you see, okay, says it right here. The reverse is true in a slice of life setting. Yeah, yep. Yeah, makes sense. I thought it said this in the main book, though, or at least I felt it said that if it didn't directly. But uh, probably just goes into more expounding upon this this is what an extras or a player's companion or whatever type book is supposed to have so this is good stuff genre skill cost by my, oh wow okay well there you go obviously you're welcome to do your own but that's uh okay <laughs> i'm doing a horror game excuse me i got the hiccups a uh, classic Hold on a second. Usually I hold my breath, but I'm going to see if I can cough my way out of that one. Um, so two, 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 where's the three? Computers. Because that would be important. Or kind of out of scope in a way. Especially when you talk investigative. Yeah, I can see that being important. Intimidation to get information. Yeah, I could see that. Occult, of course. What is every Cthulhu game? Okay, yeah, no, I, I makes sense. Jeepers, creep, and more. Okay, stop with the genres, man. <laughs> That's actually good stuff. Like, holy historic. Oh, wait, 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 hold on. Fantasy, oh, okay, I see how it's broken down. Modern day, fantasy and future. Stop highlighting. Historical, uh, okay, good stuff. Whoa. Bright colors on that one. Wow. I like attack my eye hole. Oh my God. Are, yeah, but they're good charts. I, you know, I used to play a Hackmaster, Rollmaster way back. Not Hackmaster, Chartmaster and Rollmaster way back in the day. Charts don't bother me. In fact, if it's going to help me, come on. I can't have computers in the age of discovery. What's up with that? Uh, when did Pascal live? 
what am I, uh, Claude Monet was great. Uh, I had to learn Monet and Renoir and that other dude that started with an R. Okay. Mechanics. Enhancing your rules. Okay, here we go. Might have to spend a little bit of time here. Cute dragon. Very colorful. Very vibrant. Yeah. Don't talk to uh, Ethan Dog about Dragon Pilot. If he's watching it, I probably just downvoted this <laughs> the stream. Uh, goes in more detail. So tactical. Aim. Character who intends to make a ranged attack may deliberately take extra time to aim. The character aims a ranged weapon at a particular target for an entire round and does not move or defend during that period. The next ranged attack on that opponent following round gains minor edge. Okay. Yeah. That, that makes perfect sense. If you remember how the edges work, um, I'd like to bring up the chart again. I don't have it here. But there's minor and major uh, edges and uh, not deterrence. Oh my god. Bad ones. Because I can't do words right now. My god, that is going to kill me. Me word, good. Obstacles, yeah. <laughs> Oh, some would say I'm a professional. I wouldn't say that. I'll wait for an open. Okay, attackers at melee range may use tactical action to study. Oh, and wait for an opening instead of attacking. This works much like aim. Next melee attack. The following round gains a minor edge. Second consecutive. Huh. I, I get the rule. I just, I always look for how things can be abused. Now, on one hand, dude's punching you for three rounds straight, basically. Yeah. If you've got, like, a one-shot item or something like that, like a poison... Okay. No, I can see this. That's... I charged my classmates a payment and sorry, gummy worms and Dr. Clever for me to check them out. <laughs> we gave... My wife uh, said, hey, bring these. To oh, you're not going to see it because it's green screen. Uh, my wife said, bring these to work. I'm like, work is never going to trust jelly beans again because we did uh, not just the bean boozled, but the Harry Potter ones. By the way, there's an old video. It's somewhere on our channel somewhere of me playing Monopoly with Heathen Dog. And every time I owed him rent or whatever, I had to pop one of those stupid uh, Harry Potter nasty jelly beans. And by the end of it, my face is pale. I was drinking vodka to get rid of it taste and you can see i just quit i literally just quit i was like i'm not eating any more of these things i'm out i quit the game's out here have all the rent in the world i didn't care like i wasn't gonna do it anymore anyway <clears throat> the uh yeah so it's got to be an important let's get back to this you're right hold on yeah it does and i can see that like like you've got one you've powered up your fist of doom ah but as soon as you swing the power is used or like a lot of first or second edition ad and d type touch spells right doesn't matter if you actually touch or not. You tried it, it vanishes. I, yeah, I, I could see it. And, and, and I don't really see a way for this to be manipulated. I'm sure there is. Everything can be manipulated, but just off the top. So, uh, this one, not so concerned about it not being in the main book, but I, re I still wish this one was. Uh, it's, it's not like, oh my God, the game sucks or anything like that. Not by any stretch of imagination. I just, 
This is just so prevalent in many games. Uh, total defense. A character who takes this defensive attack. This reminds me of uh, defensive stance in Earth Dawn already. Still move normally. May not take other actions. Regardless how many rounds. This character is dodging and weaving. Okay, character receives a major edge on all defense rolls. Okay. Major. I mean, it jumps right to major. So you can move, but you can't attack. Okay, yeah. That's... That's good stuff. Defense is one that I feel works for any game. Yeah. Uh, how did it work in Earth Dawn? In Earth Dawn, it, uh... Oh, crap. I mentioned Earth Dawn. Got a drink. Um... It was, uh... uh Crap, I forget how... My brain. I hope this isn't senility or Alzheimer's. That'd be bad. I'm too young for that stuff. Defensive stance. And it was a plus three to physical defense. Oh my god. Whatever. Let's just, let's just move on. Ready? Holding actions. Alright, this one we're going to take a look at too. I need to drink a little more faster. Coughing more. Or if you want to complain about a spelling, you can complain about maneuver there. Spelled right. I'm just saying. But, you know. <laughs> the ready maneuver lets an attacker take an action later in the round. After the character's initiative is over, but before the start of the next one. Okay. Initiative player specifies action. So I'm kind of reading to myself here just because I want to see digest it. Specifies the action the character will take and the conditions under which the character will take it. Yes. Okay. Time for the then take ready to action response to that condition. Like it so far, I want to see where this ends up. What I like about it is I think I like where this is leading. They then take the ready to action response to that condition. There's ready to action occurs just before the action triggers it. Okay, yep, I'm good with this. The triggered action is part of the opponent's activities. Oh, if, here we go. Character interrupts the opponent's action because it takes place beforehand. Yes. Still capable of doing so, the opponent continues to do it. Okay. If the character comes to the action and has not yet performed the ready action, the ready action is locked. Okay, yes, I like this. I like this. So basically, it isn't just holding action. You're holding action for a certain event. Well, it didn't happen. I still need to do something. No, you're waiting for that event to happen. I like this. Oh, takes ready to action the next round. Count rises to a new point. Did not get additional regular action that round. Okay. Character comes to the next action, has not yet performed the readied action. The readied action is lost. Yep. The character takes the readied action in the next round for the... I'm not, I'm not, I don't know why. I'm not grasping that. Character takes the readied action. Okay, okay, so if it leads in the next round, but still takes the action before the normal initial... Okay, okay. Characters are... So that becomes a permanent... Do not gain... Okay, so it changes the initiative and you do not gain an extra action. Okay, that, that's what I wasn't getting. It makes, makes sense now. Got it, got it, got it. Okay. Um, I'll attack the mage. I'm going to cast a spell. Yes. Yep. Yep, I want to disrupt the spell. Yep, I like that. I don't know why this wasn't, this wasn't registering in my noodle. But uh, it does now. Yes. I'll shoot the first enemy that walks through the door. Yeah, but you have to wait for the door to be open. You can hear him picking the lock on the other side. 
Yep. I. Yep. Got it. Oh, wow. Charts. More charts. Love it. Start combat. Is it ready action or is it general action? It describes character's action to the team. End of action. Okay. Ready action. Character acts on a lower initiative in response to a specific action. So you only get that initiative boost. Specific action. There you go. Follow the chart. Check for shock. Boom. Okay. Good stuff. Charts. I know. I like this. This simplifies it. You know, as some, again, somebody who used to be a graphic artist in the Air Force and had to make a billion PowerPoint. I can read this in an instant. So I like it. And what I like about this is, again, I keep talking about the, the, the complaints. And remember, I rated the game fairly high. To me, an average game is average. That's rated a 10. This game got rated a 14. And I work on a bell curve, so it's almost impossible to get to that 20. Um, one of the things I said, though, is I wish there would have been more, um, more of the, uh, what do you call it, the examples. Like the, the gameplay examples. Instead of the long, drawn-out ones, you know, kind of like with the old uh, Battletech, uh, which book was it? Um, one of my favorite Battletech, uh, wasn't the hardcover one, it was, it was like the, it's the one with the Mad Cat on the front of it. Anyway, it broke down some of the actions into, instead of a full round, just what is happening at that place. And this, this chart takes the place of that. So I'm okay with it not having it, because I can look at this and say, okay, pop, pop, pop. I understand it now. Because if you remember, just a moment ago, I'm reading this, and I'm like, hold on, hold on. In the middle of a game, I get frustrated if I have to go, hold on, hold on, hold on. This I get. So, uh, no, I, I like this. I, no. I use 3.5e delay for characters that are busy looking back in the middle of the turn. Uh, so I, again, I'm not a big fan of Watsy D&D, so I, I don't play 3.5 or any of that mess, but uh, I have, don't get me wrong. But yeah, sometimes you just got to keep the game moving, you know? I don't know if I want to do this or that. Great, you don't know. Moving on to the next play. <laughs> but I didn't get my action. You're right. You were standing there going, uh... Okay. Initial consequences of readying. Oh, the holding character's initiative result changes after ready action. Oh! Since each character initiative is determined only once at the beginning of combat... Resting and counting initial result is uh, is count on it. for the rest of the encounter. The initial result is the count on which the character took the ready to action. Okay, I can see that. Act immediately ahead of the opponent should action have triggered the character. Okay, I've seen it both ways. I've seen it where I think this is simpler. Just like okay, you're on the new initiative. Let's move on. I've seen it where you go on the new initiative, but you, then you fall back to the other one. I've seen people reroll it. Like I said, I'm more of a fan of games that roll initiative every round or every third round or something like that 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 uh, you know change it up. Most games don't do that. I understand why they don't anymore. I understand why this game doesn't. So makes sense. Reading exam. Oh, we got an example. Assume combat begins with three participants: a warrior, Steve companion, and a mage. Fantasy, my favorite. After rolling initiative, results are thief eighteen, mage twelve, warrior ten. Thief acts first on eighteen. All right, but decides to hold. Action until. Wait, what? I'm confused. <laughs> uh. All right. Until uh, until they see what the mage will do. Consequently, the initiative 18. Uh, initiative 18. Nothing happens. Then GM moves down the initiative order. So wait. Let's see what that. 
I, to me, that's a little too vague. I, 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 I get the example, and hey, and if it works for your table, I would say you need something more specific than that. Got to be more like, I'm holding my action unless I see, you know, the mage's hands go fliggity flabbity flu. Something like that. But let's read on. Maybe I'm not understanding the full context yet. Consequentially, initiate 18, nothing happens. The GM moves down the initiative order. Initiative 12, it's time for the mage to act. As, and as expected, mage waves hands towards the warrior and speak in arcade language. Sorry, I'm looking at something else real quick. Uh, whatever. Um, because the thief readied the action earlier, okay, just before the mage says, okay, so I, I think what's, what's kind of got me thrown off, that all makes sense. I agree with this is I, I would need this just to be a little more specified. But other than that, okay, makes sense. I think it should be written that way in here as well to say, you know, until the, the thief, you know, says, if, if I see that little, that joker starting to cast a spell or pulling out a wand, something. But, okay. It works the way I thought it did. In round two and later combats till the battle's over, the thief and mage now both act on initiative 12. As was explained. Makes perfect sense. Attack with two weapons. Got some dice show. Called shots. I'm not going to read every one of these. Remember, <laughs> the segment's been going on about an hour and a half now, so... Uh, kind of keep this on the page for people want to read it. Alright, and some more uh, beautiful artwork. Done 2011. Uh, multiple attacks with one attack. Touching a target. Striking to wound. I, I'm reading this stuff off, but I'm not going into this just so you guys can see what's there. Grappling. Grappling rules for every role-playing game ever always suck. There you go. End of story. There isn't a single role-playing game that handles it correctly because it can't. <laughs> like, like, to be fair, because it can't. Um... There's always some weird nuance. This is when people get overly descriptive, like, no, 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 if he does this, I would actually do that. And like, no, shut up. You just, just freaking roll. Um, so, uh, yeah, good luck. But I do like that there um, the length of this, though. Grappling maneuvers, lock throw. And this is where uh, Forbidden Lands does about as good a job as anybody can do. This character grabs opponent, attempt grappling uh, a special maneuver. So, if you grab, you can do a special maneuver as the next attack. So you can lock, you can throw, you can pin. So it does get into a ground and pound, some wrestling here and so forth. This part I don't probably won't have a problem with. This up here, and it's not this game. I, I want to be very clear. It's not this game. This whole section here, just generally on grappling, it never pleases everybody. That's why I like the simpler route. Simpler way of going about fighting. Ah! Fighting does not require the use of hands. Effective tactic. <laughs> All right. Expanded combat modifiers. Movement attack penalties. Now we're getting into some tactical stuff. Defending with a shield. Oh, sorry. Expanded defense rules. Add options for defense. Don't have to use them. Okay. Do we want to look at like mecha or something like that? Mechanics. I forget what page that was on. Attribute versus attribute. 
Opposing attribute types. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Attributes are several power levels of the geometry type context. Aliens level 4 flight may be powered by super tech. While the protectors level 5 super strength may be fueled by arcane energy. Assault table 4. Holy crap. Okay. Definitely not something that belongs in the main book. Definitely something that's good for the extras book. Mecha definitely want to say, yeah, me too. Don't worry, we won't miss that. As a huge BattleTech fan, <laughs> I, you know, it's funny because I don't watch Gundam. It's more so because I'm intimidated by it. I'm told there's so many of them and so forth. But uh, uh, this is the Pokemon. This is the Pokemon table. Okay. <laughs> I. It's funny. Sad thing is, I kind of get where you're coming from with that. I shouldn't. I wish I didn't. But, uh, I, I like it though, because because somebody like me, I could. Not that I would necessarily, but I could use something like this in even a fantasy setting. I could make magic, just in and of itself, how magic works, be derived in, in this format. So, yeah. I, ice is strong against blood. For some reason, <laughs> I read it as ice cream. Fire strong against ice, but dominated by water. Yeah, that, ma that makes sense. I don't know why I read this as ice cream. What does ice cream have to do with blood? Oh, ice. Again, reading comprehension. Just don't, don't have it today. All right, we're starting, to, we're starting to lose viewers. I'm boring people. You gotta stop that. All right. Um, I do like that, though. I, that, that is a great concept and chart. Two minors equals a major. Two rights equal a wrong. Just remember that. I mean, what? Or two wrongs equal a right. <laughs> I don't know. Maxing out of uh, majors, fine. So these are edges and obstacles, okay. There's more stuff. Morale for NPCs. I like, by the way, if you didn't notice, this book is 146 pages in the PDF. It's not like there's only five things in here. You're getting a good value. Oh, is this the mass combat? Mass combat. So we're going to kind of look at this a little bit. This is a role-playing game, not a miniatures game, nor a war game. Or a board game. Although the system provides uh, mechanistic framework, da, 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 large scale battles between. I really think that, and maybe that's what this narrative decision is going to say. I always felt that large scale battles, even if the players were part of them, you only handle the players' part of it. The rest of it is done narratively, so they can feel that there's a world around them. I don't like to act. Or I don't even want to say act. I don't even like to role play as a game master. The large scale. I don't know, I'm trying to parse my words together because I've done some large scale things, but yeah, it's it's almost always in a narrative format. I don't like rules for it. And it's one of the things, like I said earlier, that I've been noticing about some OSR stuff. It's like I can't believe this game doesn't have a large scale combat. Just 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 make it up. Like I don't know. Definitely something that belongs in an extras book. Yeah. Multiple roles. Flow of combat time. Hours for, uh, this is kind of like good just game master information. Like, hey, when you're doing your... Your... Uh, um, when you're doing your war scenes, because let's, let's be honest, anime is full of a lot of, lot of war. System provides one role resolution for mass combats of any size, any duration, even centuries. Yeah, I see that here. Years for legendary battles and 
I just don't ever want, I mean, I'm talking for me personally, not, not for any sort of like game design, like for game design, this is good. Uh, it's just for me, I don't want, I either want the large battle decided by the players and, you know, in a step-by-step -step approach, like the battle's going on around them. And as the players succeed, the battle succeeds with them. As the players fail, the battle starts to fail with them, you know, that kind of thing. Um, or I want it to happen in, in a narrative format. Like I, I don't like, oh, the entire world was lost. I know I'm being hyperbolic, but like, so I, I just, I don't think I would ever use this. Like I just, but I understand why I, no, I don't under, I don't understand why people want it. I do understand that people want it. How about that? So I'm sure somebody can type in a chat why I'm wrong. It happens a lot. Social combat. Many RPG social interactions resolved either through role-playing to this day. I think there's a couple of videos out there on that. I tell people that they use charisma wrong. And everybody, every old school person gets mad at me. When you roll an attack roll, you roll the roll, and then, you deter and then that determines how the attack was. When you do a strength check, you roll strength, and yes, you got it because you made the roll. Or you failed the roll and, and it crushes you. For charisma, it's always done backward to that. And I've never liked that. Roll your charisma roll. I got a, I got a nat 20. I'm the best ever. Great. Even, you, even though you might not be a good role player, give me, give me a little line here of something that you said to this person that, uh, uh, that, um, that made it happen. And you know what? Even the, the person's not a good role player or a or, uh, uh, um, comfortable role player. I don't want to say good. Um, that character still is, or at least in that instance was, with that high roll, right? So on the flip side, you could be the best order in the world, and you could stay there, and you could give a soliloquy that would have me wearing a, 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 a military uniform and going to war with you, but you rolled a one. You basically said, that guy dumb. I don't understand. And I've got some, I think Heathen Dog's this way. I think Garthland's this way, if I remember correctly. And, and it's the way I've, I've usually seen it done. <laughs> I just find that it's the backward way to do it. So, uh, special uh, Social combat rules are ideal to see who one-ups the rival in a bar. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. I like the theme. It can be used in conjunction with role-playing or as an alternative to it. Um, I know I've been mentioning it a lot today. Uh, I, I, like the, uh, I like the Forbidden Lands. The Year Zero engine social combat rules. I... I I think they're simplistic, but meaningful. And let's see what this one is. Social combat value, since... Um, I give a description of the approach I took, charisma roll and result I intend from... Okay, yeah. I mean, everybody's table is going to be different. I, I like characters to act out their stuff. Yeah, I know it makes people... Some of the OSR people may angry, but I see role-playing as acting without a script. It doesn't have to be as intense as acting. I'm definitely an old-school player where I don't like... Oh, I roll investigation. What do I see? Or, you know, I roll perception, what do I find? I think I had that backward, whatever. No, Did you, I don't believe in that. But um, I, I believe in your tactics, not, not your skill rolls and so forth. But I also believe in role-playing, getting in character and acting like the character. So, um, Society points. A character also is a social analog. What? The character also is a social analog to health points known as society points. Character's base society points is equal to the social combat value. Okay, let's go back up here. I started reading this and I stopped reading it. Rules for social combat require characters to have a few new derived values. Okay. 
Okay, so we're we're adding some more values. Cool. Um, since it's, uh, it's a talent that the character has for witty societal engagements, dependent on both mental agility and force of will. Social combat value is average the character's mind and social sets. Makes sense. So it's derived from mind and soul. Yeah. You know, at first I'm like, really soul? But no, no, it does make sense because soul is kind of the, the je ne sais quoi of social battlefield. Uh, once social sparring begins, GM should consider the following categories. Okay, so, so this is very similar. It uses different features, but very similar to Forbidden Lands. It, well, soul is more than willpower. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's your willpower, it's your luck. It's, I, I see soul as the intangibles. Because I mean, willpower doesn't have to empower magic. It's an easy, easy way to explain it, especially in a game like Earth Dawn. Because that's how it is done. But it doesn't have to be. It's just, it's that, uh, you know, I kind of consider it as like the, the natural aspect, the karmic aspect, the, uh, how in touch you are with the universe. So, um, I'm not going to read through all this, but I can tell just by looking at this and a little bit that I, that I read up there, uh, this is something that I, I generally like. What, what I thought was really good is, you know, general wealth or valuable assets. Let I me, mean, let's be honest. Especially if you're talking that ballroom, you know, with the, with the, you got the, the retired admiral with his ribbons, I punched my uh, microphone there, sorry, you know, with his ribbons going up over there, and then of course you got the debutante out there, you know, dressed in the flashy and the expensive earrings that of course she couldn't afford, but she borrowed from somebody, you know, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Social damage, and it's treated like combat. Now that is one thing that Forbidden Lands doesn't do, but this is, uh, Treat like damage, so you're going to actually win the social contest. Okay. Uh, this would freak me out, though. Like, I like the system, but I am not good in these. I'm such a matter-of-fact type person. Like, even at work, I'm like a robot and so forth. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I, hey, I have, you know, my emotional, I have my opinions and so forth, and I can stand on a soapbox, but not in this environment. I do not have that political acumen. At some point, I'm just going to get tired of it. It's like lying, man. I'm not a good liar. Like, I, I can be a really good liar over the short term, but I can't over the long term because I just, it's not that I forget. It's just, it's tiring. It's just tiring. So I would suck donkey balls at this. <laughs> really would. All right, let's uh, get some more art and then uh, change in the base. What is this? Critical hits. Rather than using difference between the characters to, to, to remember which critical... I, wanted, I just want to see... I don't care about the rules for the critical hits. You can just know by us going through the book that there are rules in here for critical hits. Look, we've gone through a third of the book. I've got to speed this up. But I do want to see... Here we go. Critical failure. Also fumbles. Character overextends, rips clothing in a provocative location. <laughs> uh... I see London, I see France. I okay, never mind. <laughs> uh, let's see what number twelve is. Character trips and falls given an opponent attacking the character major edge. Ouch. Don't think of it as lying through this creative narrative. Yeah. Hey Ravens there, how you doing today? Good to see you here. 
hope you're feeling better, man. I know that uh, things have been uh, interesting for you in that regard. Rolex exceeds by 18, extreme success. Okay. Well, you guys can take a little bit of a look at that more. I, I, I'm, I have my own chart that I made for second edition AD&D. And it is a pretty extensive chart for criticals and fumbles and so forth. To be fair, most of the options on there, and people don't realize this, are just plus five damage. But intermixed in there are everything from, uh, you know, break your weapon to... Once I ever... If, yeah, if I ever get that uh, actually recodified into a format that's readable. Yes, this extras book does seem like a very useful book. Yes. You know, one of the things that I was talked to on the side is like, you know, you were really nice to, to Mark, uh, you know, where you'd go off on other people. Well, you know what? When people are nice to us, I'm nice back to them. Like, yes, I'm hyperbolic. Yes, I can be a jerk. Yes, I'm sure there's some things I said that he doesn't agree with. It's his game. And I didn't give it a perfect score. It's That's human nature. But he's been cool to us. I'm not going to be a dick to him. Uh, but uh, no, but I, I fully believe that uh, this is this is a meaningful a meaningful book to have, which to me is important. Like, well, you know what? I I buy it because it's good fluff. Uh, that's more of an insult than 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 a, than a, than a, than a uh, uh, my God, I can't word today. Uh, than a compliment. There we go. But uh, no, this is. I'm glad I have it. Let's put it this way. I'm glad I have it. Even if I never get a chance to run the game, I'm glad I have this book simply because I really do think that it is, uh, it's an important add-on to the game. It's not just something like, eh, whatever. It's fluff. It's like, but it also doesn't have a feel so far of like, God, I have to have it or I'm not playing the game. My, my one caveat is the aim. <laughs> like that one just, that one, yeah, I can't let that drop. I'm sorry. The aim thing I wish would have been in the main book, but other than that. From what I've been paying attention to this book, has a lot going for it if we're going to run this. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Here's how I would suggest this book. I'd suggest this book in the same way that I suggest the Earth Done Companion. Learn how to play the base game first, then add the stuff in. That, that's, how, that's how I would do it. I'm sorry. I, I know I missed some of the chat. Let me go back to uh, uh, Umbri here. For example, Umbri used Innocent Charms, come across as harmless. I could tell you that in most of my games, I would probably say, well, what do you say? Just because I like that aspect of it, but I don't hurt you or, or help you because of that. I think Heathen Dog, for good role-playing, will actually give you a bonus. Don't quote me on that. My problem with that is, what if somebody's shy or just not a great role-player? You know, there's an argument to be made for, well, then don't play a board, you know, but, you know, different strokes for different folks, so, you know. Tables on page 63 to 65 are very helpful. See, I like suggestions like that, so... I know this isn't 1665, but we're going to take a look at this real quickly. Wow. See, I know this because of Earthdawn. I had no clue with, with the, the, I always say it wrong, Fibonacci. But this is how Earthdawn does its stuff. When you like uh, do uh, level ups and so forth, or you get your legend points, things cost uh, 100, 200, 300, 500, 800, So right here, I've already leaned towards this is how I'm going to do it. <laughs> I don't even know what this is for, but this is what I've leaned towards. If you can't tell, I have a huge affection for Earthdawn. At least, yeah, I have a huge affection. I'm not going to go into that. Some of the people behind games just, man, I'd love your game if you weren't such an absolute heel. Okay, 63 to 65. 
Fence modifiers, look at that. Time up. Time up. So one of the things I've been struggling with my game. My game is an XD6 system. Base 3D6. Roll low. And I don't want any modifiers. One of the tricks with my game, what, what separates it from other ones, is that I don't want any modifiers to rolls. I only want the addition or subtraction of dice. I think I found what it, something I'm going to use as inspiration for that. Please don't sue me. <laughs> uh... I'm too shy to act things out in first person. And, and that's fair. And I would never pressure you into doing that at my table. Um, these combat tables summarize everything in best and fourth edition and best and maxters. Inconspicuous weapon. Well, so a nose. Okay. Health points have been reduced. Oh, I love this. This is a Shadowrun thing. This is actually something I'm incorporating in my... Damn it! Stop stealing my game! <laughs> It's not half, though. For me, I'm not doing half values. Uh, I use Shadowrun as my inspiration for that one uh, with, the, with the target numbers <laughs> and how the target numbers get higher um, based on how much damage you have. Great. I can already see the Discomia lawyers coming after me. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, okay. Has aimed... Got that minor edge. Has aim for two major edge. That's, be, uh, that's because Earthdown is actually a really good game. Both rule setting makes sense. He's a, for, yes, first and fourth. That's one of the things. Honestly, I, I got to say this. Uses all the polyhedral dice. That's one of the things. I don't like boring D20 system. Now, you're going to say, but Bassam only uses D6s. Yeah, but you're rolling different numbers of D6s. And to be fair, I like D6s over D20s. D20, so, um, but yeah, uh, I, I, yeah, I love the step system. I love it. It is absolutely my favorite system. Abs bar none. Bar none. Uh, my uh, my and random family was a combo taken from Dragon Magazine. Yeah, I'm sure I stole some from somewhere for some of my charts and so forth. But I've had my charts since uh, the early 90s, and the, it has not been adjusted. One thing's been adjusted on my, my uh, fumble and crit charts, and that's... Because I thought people were going to use them, I added in the two point of the AD&D two point five black book stuff of like uh, bleeding, injured, struck, whatever those little terms were. I did add those in in case those books are used. But uh, okay, uh, attackers using one attack against multiple targets, two targets, three targets, four targets. So me personally, I would print this out, and these would get taped on. To additional cardboard pages that I would add to the Game Master screen. My Game Master screen would be like the, the, the natural one that you can buy and then like little pieces of cardboard attached to it as I've expanded it out. This is the type of stuff that I... This belongs on the uh, on the Game Master screen. Alright, attack roll modifiers. Alright. I hate to do this, but... Uh, well, I love that this is in here, and this is something uh, right off the bat. I can just see by looking at this here, I would use. 
I've got to fast forward to the Mecca. I've really got to end this segment soon. People are going to stop watching. They already have. Um, so let's let's go up to the Mecca. And and Mar- Mark, if there's anything I'm missing between now and Mecca that you're like, no, 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 please show this. I absolutely will do it. So uh, if there's something you're like, wow, you're missing like one of the most important things, I, I will show it. Um, Gear Mecca. So we're going to go to 111. Unless there's something beforehand. Disease deprivation. Yeah, we're going to go to 111. Actually, why don't I just type it in here? It's probably more like 113. Oh, I was right. By the way, everybody should give um, at Discami. First of all, he's watching on Twitch. So, uh... Go ahead and follow the Twitch channel. I don't, I don't know if he streams on Twitch. I definitely know he's got some YouTube stuff out there. Follow his YouTube channel. Follow, uh, follow the, uh, the Bessem YouTube channel. And, I, and I'll get all that. I, didn't, I don't know why I didn't prepare for all that. Uh, but absolutely go follow. He's got um, a bunch of quick start. Uh, like they're like five to ten minute long quick starts. Like how to play Bessem. It really helped me out before we did uh, our overview of the main books uh, over the last month or so. All right, so let's go looking for some Mecca. Mecca, Mecca, Mecca. I stop a little bit. I'm at Discami on Facebook, Twitter. Boom. Twitch yet? Okay. I'm going to leave that on the screen for a moment for people to get that information. Plus also for when it goes on Tuesday. It goes to YouTube forever. Until they ban me. Lots of items. This is the stuff that uh, I jones over. Especially in point-based games. I just like to see... I like to see the creativity of people. See, I like to think of class-based games as limited because you're playing within a class. And you're supposed to stay true to that theme. And I'm pretty hardcore about that. No, you're not going to play against type all the time. But in point-based games, you use your imagination. And I love to see the because I don't have it, the imagination that that people come up with, like all the magic items in like AD and D and Second Edition AD and D. Like it's just, I could never come up with all that. I need a book. Don't miss the final entry on page one twenty eight. We will take a look at that. Here we go. Mecha and vehicles. Uh, one twenty eight. Okay. <clears throat> so mecha and vehicles. AI science station. Capacity is 500 people. Oh. Okay, so, so that's right, because I, I completely forgot that uh, buildings fall under vehicles. Yeah. Exosuit, so it's only 50 points. Well, 25. Remember, because these things can be taken away for an adventure or so. Galaxy Class Destroyer. I like the sound of that already. Aggressive spacefaring civilizations need a big stick when dealing with enemies. <laughs> I love it. Uh, armor rating 100. Ouch. Remember, it might sound like, well, yeah, but I can make a character that could do that. Do you know how many points you'd have to spend on that character to do it? To break through that? That's a tough ship. Scrub carriage. I don't know. For some reason, I know it's. 
I just had a view of the Junkions in the Transformer movie. I don't know why. Uh, sexy robot. Uh, it actually looks like something I've seen before. Not, not directly, but it, it's reminiscent of something I can't think of what. Is it a video game? I don't know. But uh, we've got nuclear subs. Robot Guardian 5. I'm going to make a Dragon Mage character. Okay. Guardian Mecha Alpha. We've got to look at that. We, we're going to have to stop for a moment to look at Guardian Mecha Alpha. Rating 20. Capacity 2 people. That 20, a pretty decent, uh, decently capable character can hurt that. Just comes, ground speed, 500 kilometers an hour. Well, you know what, but I could run away. Good luck keeping up. Resilient to heat, okay. Tough. 16 points, so it's 8 levels. Okay. Shinkansen. <laughs> it's the bullet train. Ah, that's funny. Hey, uh, and, and, and Noro, um, can, can you verify that he was accurate on this? <laughs> she heard me. She's going to come in here and be like, no, no, I was kidding. I was kidding. Does, Ma Does Max remember the Junkions? Yeah, I do. Eric Idle is one of the voices of the Junkions. How can you not? He's the, the voice of Rekgar. I'm a Transformer nerd, too. Gen 1 Transformer nerd, too. Yeah, no, no, Noro, Noro, just go, go back to whatever you were doing. <laughs> I was... Terra Digger. Space Fury. A lot, I love the examples because it isn't just like one thing. Like, oh, let's make five boats and call it a day. Let's make some mecha and, and a tank. No, all these things are different. Get those brain juices flowing. I like it. Animal multi-suit. What is that? Oh, protective device. Okay. Space Fury because Star Fury from Babylon 5. I've seen it, but I gotta be honest, Heathen Dog was more of the Babylon 5 person. I watched it from beginning to end one time. I just remember Bruce Boxleitner was in it, and I used to hate him when I was younger because uh, growing up, I had a huge crush on, uh, what was the check? What's, what's her name? Um, I was gonna say Molly Ringwald. No, not her. Um, Melissa Gilbert. <laughs> he was like married to her. Uh... Things about me you wish you never knew. Lucky rabbit's foot. What was that noise? Tinfoil hat. <laughs> yes, I love it. When folded into proper geometric form, a tinfoil hat would protect the character from technological and mystical form. Uh, I'm just, okay, I, I'm going to now name my character Alex Jones. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I love it. Max's trench coat. What? <laughs> Is that a thing? Say, you wanted his woman, didn't you? Bad, Max. Hey, man, I'm telling you, when I was a kid, I used to watch A Little House on the Prairie for her, not because it had anything to do with Minnesota or my grandma made me watch it because it's wholesome. Uh, <laughs> I used to watch it for Melissa Gilbert. When I was like a little uh, like 10 year old or whatever watching that stuff in reruns. <laughs> so, the emotional <laughs> belief in that. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I love it. That is awesome. <laughs> this book wins just for this alone. Oh my god. Again, the creativity though, because to be fair, you could put this in a game. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the thing. It's not just like, oh, let me make it. I'm going to be silly and stupid. You could put it in a game. <laughs> it's... <clears throat> uh, let's see, how do you fire a crossbow with a sword? What? A welded to your gauntlet. I, I, I don't know. Oh, we're back to the dark elf, the dragon. Oh, now it's about the dragon, though. The wordling dragon. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Is that what he was saying? Oh, did, is that what he said? It's like page 128. Was that what it was about on page 128? Because I honestly didn't even think we were there yet. <laughs> it got me. Let me go back. Oh, yeah, the final entry. He did. Okay. I didn't even think we were I wasn't even paying attention. Oh, that's awesome. You got me. <laughs> Kudos to you, sir. Kudos to you. Ow, my cheeks hurt. Smiling too much. I'm supposed to be the grumpy one. Damn it, heathen dog, would you get back here? I mean, be grumpy. Oh, man. Come on, people, go buy this book. Go buy the book. Go play it. If you like RPGs, if you like point-based RPGs, I keep adding qualifiers on there. If you like anime and manga. All right. That was good stuff. Oh, 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 what's this? Uh, Diceless Besom. Well, we're not gonna we're not gonna talk about Amber today. Amber, the diceless role playing game, but uh, a whole different way to play the game. That's an extra. Okay, you can read about that. Oh, it's kind of reminiscent of Amber. I, I don't remember all the rules for Amber. I just remember there's like a, a bargaining system we had to do to make characters and so forth. So this might have nothing to do with it. But I read this and I'm like, oh, that does kind of remind me of Amber. Okay. And examples of combat. And the index. Good stuff. I hope that wasn't too much of a quick overview. Like you wish there was more. But uh, I mean, this segment's two hours long. And we talked about Bessem Adventures. Oops. Go back to beginning of this one. Tokyo Sidekick. My God. Got these pages and I don't... Come on. Show the cover. Dramatis Persona. And, of course, the minis. The standees. Whatever you want to call them. And the minis. Now, I'm going to stop sharing the screen. We're going to get to the... We're going to get to Discami websites here in just a moment. Because I want to move this over here. I'm sick and tired of looking that way. I'm sure this whole, I'm going to get some downvotes on this uh, stream for that, but whatever. Share the screen again. And let's do it. You know what? I want to do it this way. Okay. And let's just do the Bessem for, it should already be saved there. Yes, it is. All right. So go to, uh, I'm going to put this in the chat. Go ahead and bookmark that. I mean, don't leave the stream. Open it up in a new tab, but, you know, why is this loading so slowly? The hell? Uh-oh. Hopefully y'all can hear me. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully it's not buffering on the stream. Um, got fourth edition. 
Oh, hey, look, it's a Legion of Myth logo. Uh, we've got uh, Naked. Somebody has Naked. I think it was Shadzar. Somebody had Naked Book. I, I figured if I was going to do it, I wanted all the rules. I'm a dice freak. I still don't own these yet. Maybe after I moved to Maryland. Maryland. Oh. I used to live in Maryland. Uh, to Alabama. Do, 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 do. The fourth edition line. You got more stuff coming. Got some dice. Oh, look at that. These are great examples of the art, too. Pick some good ones. Uh, let's go to... Now, go down a primer. I want to look for... I don't care about errata. You can come here for errata. Oh, okay, here's the Discord channel. You can just mash here. Goes right to the Discord. We were talking about that before. Look at that. All these little links here. Uh, do, 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 do. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, thank you very much. I absolutely appreciate that. Look at that video review playlist by RPG Digest. Um, I want to look for, you know, maybe, do I have to do it, uh, Mark, do I have to do it from the Japanime uh, site? Japan. Oh, scroll up. Oh, store. Okay. By the way, don't get don't get freaked out. It's CDN. It's Canadian dollars. Although the way our dollar value is going is probably a hundred. DC. No, 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 no. I, I used to live in Maryland. That, that's why I said that. Matter of fact, most of Legion of Myth, the way, uh, we know each other from uh, meeting each other in Maryland. I'm going to be moving to Babalama. Remember, you can also get this stuff on DriveThruRPG. It's PDF watermarks. Uh, I think he said in uh, January. But uh, why is it taking so long? This is not his website. This is not normal. There's something going on with my internet connection, I think, right now. Because this stuff normally comes up quickly for me. But we can take a look at uh, Sailor Moon Truth or Bluff. Sailor Moon Crystal Dice Challenge. I, I honestly, I don't play board games much, and I don't know anything about the genre, so I'm just going to kind of read through them. Oh, Tokyo Sidekick pre So, yeah, these are pre-orders. I actually do want to still go to the the Japanime website. I'm going to keep that up there. Is it Japanime Games? I'm going to try that to start, and if that doesn't get me there, Google will find it for me. Ah. Lots of things here. This is actually where I first came across Bessem. For those who don't know, the reason Bessem was even talked about was because those of you who watched our channel back when it was the old Legion Myth weekly live stream, when Garthon and Heathen Dog did it uh, you know, in the evening on Saturdays, uh... I thought it would be a great game for Heathen Dog to review because he was the anime reviewer and he also mixed in tabletop games every other week. If it wasn't for that, I never would have ordered it. So, uh, you know, good thing there because I just don't have that kind of interest in it. But now I'm absolutely happy I ordered it. Cowboy Bebop. Is this the original one? I still have not seen the entirety of the original Cowboy Bebop. It's one of the few animes I liked. Let's take a look at that. What do we have in the Cowboy Bebop side? That is a game. Okay. Uh, Tokyo Sidekick. Let's actually click on that. Let's look at what we came here for. Tokyo Sidekick. Ages uh, 2 to 4 players. Ages 12 and up. 40-60 minutes to play. And it is a cooperative game. 
Look at that. That's actually a nice looking map. Oh, I thought I saw chat because something bounced. Uh, maybe it was our, my Discord went weird. Uh, rule books, draft rule books. What's in the box? Did you see that for a moment? Oh, look at that. A video. Tokyo Sidekick, but is it good? So you can come here. I'm going to put this in chat too. Just kind of, prom uh, I don't want to call it promoting. Um, I'm neither promoting nor demoting, but uh, giving you links to things that uh, may or may not be interesting for you. I'm guessing that this is going to be a good review. Publishers aren't going to put a bad review on their website. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, he looks tired. Anyway, lots of reviews, so check those out. And, if you remember, the characters for um, Besom were from this game. But if you're into anime, one of the other reasons I actually want to show this, because if you're into anime, manga, Japanese culture, and so forth, I'm not saying that, you know, Japanese people would necessarily play these games. I'm sure they do. But uh, if you're into this culture, I mean, look, you can play a game about eating ramen. <gasps> the Robotech board game? What? <laughs> and it's got special dice, too? Oh, I'm in. <laughs> I'm going to have to get that at some point. I'll never play it, but I'll have it. My wife will kill me. So, Andy, all right. Okay, okay, let's stop sharing here. I want to absolutely, and I, and I really want you guys to who are, are watching as well, I want to send a sincere hearty thank you to Mark McKinnon, to Skami, for, uh, <laughs> for coming by our channel, putting up with my shenanigans. Um, and I mean that because I know that what I do can be a turnoff to people. But... He's not only been a good sport about some of the negativity, which wasn't much, to be fair, it wasn't much. Um, but I, he, came, he gave clarifications. Could have called me a doofus a bunch of times, didn't do it. <laughs> so thank you very much, sir, for coming by here. And uh, I mean, I don't know when the next time we'll be showing off a Besson product is, maybe when there's something new and so forth. But uh, I hope our playlist, this, this, uh, this uh, segment will be added to that playlist. But uh, I hope you appreciate what we did here. Uh, I'm happy the game's out there. No, th I, again, I, so he put on here, look, I, I want to do this. So you see, it's two-way conversation. Absolutely. I, I'm struggling right now in terms of games, and what I mean by that is I've got so many new games floating through my head, I don't want to look at new games. I really don't. Like People are like, can you look at this game? Can you look at that game? Especially a lot of the OSR stuff. It's like, they're all the same game to me. <laughs> They really are. But this one was absolutely interesting, and I'm glad I did. And I, and I mean that. Uh, maybe one day I'll get to play it, and uh, you know, I'll never run it. I, I just, uh, it's, not my, it's not my thing for that, but uh, I, I could definitely see myself in, enjoying playing it. If not, well, I'm glad to have at least patronized it enough to, <laughs> to get you some money, because you know what? You put a lot of effort in it. If there's one thing that I can say about the game, if you, whether you like the game system or not, or whether you like anime or not, there's, there's one thing, and I think I said this in my review of the game, at least I hope I did, is you can tell he put a lot of heart into it. You know, I don't know the history between 1st edition, 4th edition, 
uh, sure, it went through White Wolf and publishers and so on and so forth. And it's his creation. Of course, you're going to put a lot of heart in your creation. But it's there and you can feel it. And that's one of the things that I enjoy. When I read a book, it, it needs to come in one of two forms. It needs to either be a pure 100% technical manual with no emotion at all in it. Or not narrative. And this book was not narrative. Or it needs to feel like you care about it. And this book definitely feels like, you know, Mark cares about it. So, and that's something I can absolutely appreciate. So, Robotech does sound fun. Uh, there's also, let me get this, I got things in the way. There's also a new Robotech, the Macross Saga RPG that came out last year by Strange Machine Games. I heard about the potential of that. I have not followed up with it. I also heard there might be a new Mechton and a new Gundam. But... I have played Mechton way back in the day. I really want the Palladium version because I like the Palladium system, generally speaking. It's not perfect. No system is. Hey, maybe there'll be a Bessem version. Actually, you don't need to have a Bessem version. You can just make characters and <laughs> you could just make the Bessem version. So there you go. It's right there. Mechton is on indefinite hold. Okay. Okay, the new Mechton was delayed for Cyberpunk Red. Okay. Got it. I mean, look, that's, that's one of the cool things. Let's be clear. That's one of the cool things about Bessem. One-stop shop. If you don't want to learn, like, like one of the things I hear about 5th edition D&D is, uh, well, it's just the same system. I, I don't want to try new systems. I don't want to change up, blah, 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 which I think is bad. I, honestly, I think that's bad. I think you should change up. You should play other systems. I'm not saying you have to stick with other systems and throw away what you enjoy, but you should try other systems because it will help you determine what works better and what works well for you. But um, especially, it's like, like I said, I brought the step system. Everywhere I brought it, it's been picked up. It's without, and it's not because of me. Like, I'm a good GM. I'm not a great GM by any stretch of the imagination. I'm, I'm better than serviceable, I think, but I'm not great. Um, Bessem, Big Eye Small Mouth, is one-stop shop. And it's so different from, yeah, I guess D&D is now kind of point-based system, but it's so different than a class system that it's worth looking into just for the sake of saying, well, it's not just a little different than D&D. &D. Eh. No, you're, you're really jumping into something brand new. Totally different. Sure, they're both role-playing games, but that's about where it ends. So. All right. <clears throat> Let's... um. I'm going to take a little vocal break here. I'm going to get rid of this stuff. Off the I see uh, Bessem, 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 Bessem. Okay, I showed all that. We are going to, like I said, we're going to take a little... I'm just going to minimize all that. And now, I'm going to take this... Uh, say subscribe! That's covering my face. Isn't this a better video now? See, I can do this. Now everybody's happy. I saw, like, we've just gained, like, 15 viewers right there. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to play something for you as I drink some liquid. This is going to be 6 minutes and 53 seconds, and it is going to be Heathen Dog talking about his game. One caveat to Heathen Dog's game. The date on this may or may not be true. I don't have confirmation either way on that. 
I know he's leaning towards sticking with the uh, December 30th date, but they're, because of me, I screwed up. Look, I'm going to publicly apologize to Heathen Dog right now because I forgot to create this video last week. He sent me a message yesterday saying, hey, did you make my video? I was like, uh-oh. So I'm really not giving him a lot of time to run his game or to advertise and, and run his game. It's going to be up to him when he still runs it. So, but uh, let's share screen. Share audio. Share that. Let's make that full screen. And let's get this back to zero, zero, zero. And this is Heathen Dog talking about his game. If you can't hear it, make sure you let me know. Available. which is wednesday uh there i'm going to have a call of cthulhu game for uh subscribers for uh subscribers and followers for youtube and twitch now here's how it's going to work it is the round one 2010 i believe uh call of cthulhu masters tournament from gen con called shroom fellas it's for six to eight players i'm going to do six because it's online, it's harder to control you yahoos uh, remotely. So we're gonna do six players. It's gonna be first come, first serve. The people who are served first are going to be uh, YouTube members, Twitch subscribers, Subscribestar backers, and people that I like more than most people. And then after that, <laughs> it's going to be first come, first serve for uh, YouTube subscribers and Twitch followers until we fill up all six slots. All right. And the way it's going to go, it's, it's going to be in, in this format. It's going to be here on, uh, the, the stream yard format. So it's going to be me and then it's going to be six other people. And, uh, I will be, uh, oh, uh no. I've already started scanning the uh the the uh, character sheets they are pre-made characters remember this is a convention format so there are pre-made characters that you can choose from until until we get six people and then we go through the story now i want to let you know right now this is a period piece this is uh set somewhere in the 70s all right 70s chicago and it's uh you are all mobsters you're all italian american mobsters so you get more you get more role playing points if you if you actually role play being an Italian mobster. Anyway, oh. uh, it's going to be from four to six hours. That's how long this uh, this session is going to last. And uh, on on Discord later today, I'm going to give the start times and Central Time, uh, U.S. Central Time, and uh, be there a half hour early. So we can get the the characters passed out, everything everything ready. You can you can read your your brief character backgrounds because this is involved. I mean, some of these characters have you know attachments or hatreds to each other, and you have to role play that. And, and you're recording this? Yes. Well, I'm gonna okay. I'll be streaming it. Okay. I'll be streaming it here, so it'll go live to YouTube and Twitch. Nice. On Wednesday, it, it'll be instead of my my normal. Uh, seven days to die stream. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I think I'm off that week too. 
Well, there you go. Look at well, that. And, so okay, Crafty's hold on. number one. Not off telework. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Uh, Crafty's number one. He's already in. So uh, anyone else who is a Twitch, uh, a Twitch subscriber or YouTube member or subscribe star backer, uh, once I once I put the the uh, the notice in Discord, it's going to be first come first serve. Boom, boom. Put put your name in. You know, say I want to play. I want to play. I'm a member. I'm a I'm a subscriber or I'm a follower or whatever. And then it'll be, you know, people who give us money get first and then people who don't give us money come after until we fill up to six. Now, a lot of people don't like Call of Cthulhu. I get it. It's fine. You don't want to play. You don't want to play. That's great. Just watch because everyone's going to die. Well, no, that's that's not fair. Not everyone has to die. This this isn't a grinder. <laughs> I will say I died when I played it. <laughs> So there's always hope. There's always hope. Yeah, I actually uh, shot myself in the head with a shotgun. I would ask, but we got to get to segment one at some point. So maybe you can tell that later on in segment three. Okay. Oh, that and I want to tell you that uh, for for the Call of, Call of Cthulhu game, uh, there is a uh, section in here. I forget where it is. I think it's in the back somewhere, but it's actually uh, period specific terms that mobsters would historically use <laughs> and the context for which it uh, for which it should be said uh i don't know that if i can find a, it that might be a little hard to get people to to dive yeah, into yeah, for yeah. just a this one shot just but... like this is just you know what they added in here in case anyone wanted to do it like j just in case they want to really get full-blown character then here are some of the some of the slang and terms that were commonly used uh, of the time. Here we go. Uh, and definitions of stuff like uh, 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 big earner, someone who makes a lot of money for the family, like a lot of money, uh, a boss of bosses or a capo uh, uh, titles to whomever they feel is the boss or the strongest of the five families of New York. Uh, broken is demoted in rank or knocked down in rank. Uh, chased is to be banished from the mafia and barred from associating or do, doing business with any made members. The punishment is merciful and that the offender is spared death. It's like it's like uh, being excommunicated. Uh, the commission is the mafia ruling body, typically a panel made up of the bosses of the five New York families, Gambino, uh, Colombo, Bonanno, sometimes with representatives from other US families, such as from Chicago. Uh, an earner is someone who, whose expertise is making money for the family. Mustache Pete's old-fashioned or older generation mafioso. Ice is to murder. Hard on with a suitcase. A mob lawyer. Feminine. Half a hard on with a suitcase. Get it? A feminine lawyer. Hot. Tell, tell hot me when you're on. ready for Mar Hawkman. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's just uh, some of the examples of the stuff uh, in this book that they gave as a role-playing tools. All right. There we go. 
Oops, that's my uh, GoXLR. Stop sharing that. <clears throat> Okie dokie. Now, I guess we go into segment two. Segment two, I don't want it to be that long. <laughs> Except for what's funny for anybody, again, who might be watching uh, for just the best and stuff. I don't, you know, the internet has proven to me <laughs> that, uh, what's the term I want to use? Say emotion cells? I mean, sex cells. Uh, uh, whatever. It's... Our videos on, say, Bessem. Our videos on... On Palladium. Our, our videos on Castles and Crusades, etc., etc. Don't get nearly the views. Of when I'm ranting, spouting crap out of my a-hole. <laughs> like... Like, and, and part of me is like, well, that's one of the reasons why I do it. Another part of me is like, that's just partly disconcerting. You know, uh, going back to Legion Myth Weekly live stream. Five years. They did that for five years. And I could barely get 40, video, or 40 views on a video. Five years. I could barely get 40 vi uh, views on a video. We've been doing this for, uh, well, about six months. And yeah, the channel's still tiny and so forth. But I'll get a couple hundred views on one of my rant videos. I'll still only get like 80 views on, on one of the game videos. And, and it's, it's kind of disconcerting. Yeah, one thing I've heard about doing presentations to an audience, honest delivery is boring overall, yeah. Well, it's one of the reasons why I do like to have Heathen Dog here as well. Uh, what's kind of made me laugh is that Heathen Dog and I have agreed more than disagreed <laughs> on so many things. And what you probably don't realize is that he and I are, are very different people. <laughs> I can almost promise you we voted for different people in this election. I can, uh, I, we have very different views on, on real world, you know, many real world things. Uh, we even have different views on a lot of the gaming stuff. It's funny because I'm like, I don't want to say I'm the voice or the face. That's that's not fair to him. But uh, but because I have uh, this, I get uh, like uh, when somebody was going off on that whole story thing, I got lumped into a lot of it. It's like that wasn't me at all. Part of it was he and the part of it was just made up nonsense. It wasn't even true anyway. But uh, it's like that wasn't me. Stop saying that. Uh, all right, so what are we going to talk about? I really hate this full screen thing. Does, do you guys care? Because I don't like how this camera is not actually strong focus. Would you guys actually care if I muted my... If I just... Oh, it says Ethan Dog. Ah! God damn it, stop taking over my stuff, Ethan Dog. Let's see if I can change that. Here, I'll do this. You okay with that one? <laughs> What else? Do I have another good one? Let's see. Um, oh, there we go. Angry Slow. Boom. Angry Slow. Noro says cute baby's okay. Ah, poor baby. This is, this is my favorite. Oh, no, it's not. It comes out with a white background. Lame. Well, then we'll go with that. All right. 
Unless you guys really want to see me on camera, I mean, it's up to you. Um, I can turn it back on. <laughs> Most honest thing I see on the internet. I, I, yeah, I did that intentionally for, uh, for some of my rants, yeah. Look, maybe I'll change the topic for today and just tell you. I need to be very clear. When I rant, I believe what I say. Now, do I believe it to the, uh, to the level that I sometimes spout off on here? No. Which is why Heathen Dog's like, okay, now, 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 stop it. And if I feel that he is right in terms of like, oh, uh, yeah, I probably crossed a line or, oof, you know what? I need to reel this back in in order to keep decent views. I'll do it. Other times I'm like, no, I'm going to do this anyway because I don't care. Because I kind of, you know, I don't have it fully understood or I'd have 5 million, you know, followers, subscribers. But I kind of, I, I watch our videos. I watch which ones get the hits, which ones don't, how I advertise them differently. And by advertise, I mean just put them out on Discord and Twitter. <laughs> like, you know, um, and, I, and I see how that happens. And I kind of know the line that I can't cross, not fully, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I, I, hold on one second. So I still need to drink something. Um, let's just use an example, recent, a recent example. I spouted off. I dropped a name that, you know, in retrospect, I've had a few people say, you probably shouldn't have done that. That was pretty bad form. Whatever. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care what RPG Pundit thinks about me. I like, his I like most of his videos. I will openly say that. I think he also thinks that his shit don't stink. And well, you know, whatever. That's his right to do on the internet. You know, he's produced work. He's, uh, he's created stuff. And, you know, I'm not going to take any of that away from him. Doesn't mean I have to agree with everything he says. And if I want to drop his name and call him out for something that he maybe didn't deserve, I'll do it. It's the internet. Somebody wants to do the same to me, it's the internet. I'll respond. Well, because of that, got some views on a, on a video. And you know what? I met a couple of really good channels out there. I've been watching a lot of Aaron the Pedantics channels. Yeah, this is, thank you, Spectral Fire. <laughs> ah, go back to Lurkin. Oh, Indigo. Now, on the other hand, Indigo Dragon said, first the camera. Noro doesn't give a crap. Um, I mean, I can put the camera back on. If it annoys Spectral Fire, I'll put it back on. <laughs> anyway, I'm just going to lean back and talk. Uh, so, you know, uh, so what I was saying is, uh, I like Aaron the Pedantics videos. But if you look at his reaction to our reaction, he was cussing me out. But, you know, I'm of the mindset that you don't dish it out if you can't take it. Um, so, you know, RPG Pundit said uh, what he said about, oh, you know, look at him, he's only got 80 views or whatever. I don't care. That, again, I don't care that Pundit does that. It's, it's kind of an internet meme thing. You know, the quartering does that crap all the time. Whenever he gets into an argument with somebody, he's like, well, look at you with your 50,000 subscribers, and I got a million. I don't care. It doesn't make your word any less valuable. I, I will continue to watch Pundit's videos. 
I will continue to say and believe what I believe. He's going to continue to say and believe what he believes. So, uh, you, you see, my, my point being is that there's nobody on the internet who's going to tell me what I can say. Now, uh, in terms of Oracle, like, well, since this person said it, I better be nice to that person or hate them. At the same time, I have no reason to be rude to Pundit. I like Pundit. I absolutely do. Um, the people I don't like are like nerdarchy. Dude says he's in the military. You weren't in any military I know. Uh, well, yeah, he, he he reminds me of a hippie Vietnam vet who got who anyway. Um, no fan of I'm not really a fan of Cody from Taking Twenty. Although maybe that that goes a little too far. But if I'm gonna talk about him on here, I'm gonna I'm gonna go balls to the wall and just say <laughs> rude nasty things because that's what gets the views. So uh, anyway. What I really want to talk about today, you know, what's funny is it's uh, you know where Co where Cody got me mad was like a couple of years ago when he said that uh, alignment it was alignment initiative don't belong in D anD D, and I was like get the fuck out of my hobby, <laughs> like like shut the hell up, go back to work in sales. So, all right, what I really wanted to talk about today was uh. Next stream, as long as I see his face, we're... Yeah, that's true. Um, first one is consent to kill a character. And this is one of those where I really wish I had somebody to bounce something off of. Uh, you know, kind of talking, talking out here. I mean, I'm, I'm going to keep paying attention to chat, but, uh, you know, because you guys will have your opinions. But it's kind of come up again about the fact of... Uh, in order to, you know, perform crowd control, you know, charming a character is, is bad. Um, mezzing a character, you know, holding a character is bad. But what's really bad now is killing a character. First of all, as the game master, I didn't kill your character. You got your character killed. <laughs> There's that. Uh, I, I, I... The reason why I struggle with this is I don't even I don't even understand what kind of mental breakdown you have to have in order to put your character and yourself in the same limelight, limelight or or to put your character and anything living and real in the same limelight. It's one of the things Heathen Dog and I have talked about quite a bit is like I don't care how you feel about orcs because they're fantasy, they're not real. Well, I don't need, as the Game Master, I don't need any sort of uh, uh, consideration. I don't need any sort of uh, consent from you to watch your character die if what happened in the course of the game brings us to that point. It's that simple. People, and, and I'm saying something, I'm paraphrasing, but I'm saying something that's been said. Well, people who want to see characters die want to actually commit murder in real life. No, that's not true at all. I know that compelling stories, look at Game of Thrones. Nobody wanted to see uh, Eddard Stark get killed. Not if you read the novels and not if you watched the show. That's what helps make compelling stories. 
number of people who agree with your statement is no indication of the validity of your statement, right? Wait a minute, are you talking about me? What? <laughs> yeah, no, uh... The number of people who agree with your statements, yeah, I mean, just because you have people on Twitter agreeing with you, you know, it's, it's that kind of that mob mentality thing, to be fair, is, is what you're saying there. Just because, you know, I've seen people be this way by themselves, and then be this way in a group. I'm sure I'm guilty of it as well, I think we all are. But yeah, just because a bunch of people are rah-rahing with you doesn't, doesn't make you right. Just because you feel it's right doesn't make it right either. It's like this, if you join a game where the rules of the game have rules that can cause your character to die, and you've given consent to the possibility because you're literally part of the I know, right? Right? <laughs> like, let me put that on the screen. Why didn't I do that? That's... You've given consent simply by being there. And, and you know, you know we, had, we had that whole harping on story versus, you know, TTRPG where, you know, and, and so forth. Not last week, but the two weeks ago and three weeks ago, where we talked about it twice. My wife's going to get mad because I'm sitting crooked. But this is my comfy position. Um, that's where the story, story gamers go wrong. There is a game system there, and there are rules there. Unless you're playing Toon, Toon is the only game, and that stack of stuff, which actually, I really need to take a new picture. I have so much more in that now. Like, I mean, Bessem actually sits right there, right next to Astonishing Swordsman, Sorcerer, Hyperborea. Um, but if you're, if you're there, oh no, I'm sorry, unless you're playing Toon, there it is, down, down, uh, I gotta do the whole thumb thing, down, there's Toon, there's Toon, right there, 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 those books right there. Unless you're playing Toon, where you only fall down, I don't know of a role-playing game that doesn't have you die, if, if things go that way. Now, I'm not saying that a game master, you know, it's a bad game master that designs an adventure to TPK you. It's a bad game master that designs an adventure that's just well outside your scope, or to get revenge for something you did as a player or as a group of players and so forth. Still doesn't need your consent. You know, I had somebody say, tell me one time, well, if you, if you don't give me agency, I, I won't be at your table. I'm paraphrasing, but that's what it was. I'm like, bye. <laughs> like, the spirit of the game is more important to me than you sitting at the table. I would rather hold off and not run a game then have you play in my game. Now, if that type of thing works for you, that whole consent thing works for you, I'm not going to take that away. Do it. If somebody hands me, here's your X card, here's your consent in gaming, I will laugh at that person. I might still play in the game just to see where it goes, but I will absolutely laugh at that person. Like, this is nonsense. You will never see me use an X card. You will never see me assign anything on this consent in gaming nonsense. It's actually a thing I've seen with board games. For some weird reason, my siblings seem to want to play a game where somehow nobody loses. I mean, is it a cooperative game? I mean, there are a lot of cooperative games, but if it's not, like, you're supposed to flip over the table. <laughs> like, like, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to play games for, for emotional content. I won't just say enjoyment. I will say emotional content. Uh... Like Thunder Road, Arena Deathmatch, last person still alive is the winner. Well, then guess what? There's only going to be one, you know, however many people enter, one, uh, two men enter, one man leaves. Well, however many people enter, one man leaves. <laughs> 
Took people a long time to prove he was right. Yeah. Oh, Noro said I froze. I blame her. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think Heathen Dog and I have talked about it, or maybe it was me and Garthon when Garthon was on one of the shows we talked about that, but that whole consent thing, you're consenting to, I don't have a rule book next to me. I used to, I had my Forbidden Land stuff here, probably. I'll just, nope, can't hold that up because, there you go. You're consenting to RPG Digest. Okay? These are the rules of the game. By sitting at the table, this is what you're consenting to. So, absolutely right on that one. I don't need, and, and if the dice rolls come up that your character dies, or if the dice rolls come up that uh, you're charmed, so freaking be it. So, uh, are we not expected to sign contracts regarding what's allowed? Uh, have you not seen the consent in gaming form? Spy, uh, Who's that, that goofball that did a part of 2nd edition, or 3rd edition DD? Uh, Monty Cook. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to go find that now. I don't need any of this Bessem stuff anymore. Go buy Bessem while I'm doing this. Consent. No, I might actually have a copy of this thing on my computer still that we could go through. I probably didn't delete it. We have a whole we have a whole video on it. It's like episode two or three. We have a whole video on it. Uh, we talk about consent in gaming. Tackle mature content with confidence. Oh huh. uh, yeah, okay. Because this doesn't show up, but inside it basically says things that may happen in the game, you know, and you have to approve or disapprove. It's like, uh, nope. I, I don't care that you personally have a spear of fierce spiders. In fact, the fact that you personally do have a fear of spiders is going to make me add it to the game because I want that emotional content. I want you to be afraid. Ah. Uh. I'm surprised. This is actually kind of old. This is a couple years old. I'm surprised some of you guys haven't seen it. Okay, hold on. Let me see if I can find it on my computer. I'm pretty sure I still have it. Uh, gotta punch the microphone again. Consent in gaming. Fillable checklist. Boom. Look at that. Alright, so I'll share the screen again. Like I said, we have an entire video on it, so I'm not going to go through it, but I, I will show, uh... There you go. It's a terrible piece of hot box. <laughs> you make a human sp What the? Uh, does the form cover behavior See, that's the only thing that should matter. Is the behavior of the players at the table. That's what RP, uh, that's what the hashtag RPGate is about. It's not about, this stuff doesn't matter. This is all fantasy stuff. It matters about how you're treated at the table. So. Ah, oh, what did I miss? 
Gets spiders a familiar. Document is about giving power to the players to take what and how the game is meant to be played and how, yes, and how the GM meant to cater to what the players want. Now, now, to be fair, as a game master, you have to understand that if you want players at the table, you can't treat the players poorly. But, as a player at a table, if you're coming into a game called Dungeons and Dragons, you have to understand there are going to be some dungeons and there are going to be some dragons somewhere. At some point. At least the idea of them. With dungeons comes all types of things. You could have undead. You could have, uh, uh, you know, gelatinous cubes. Yes, are you afraid of jello? Am I allowed to use a gelatinous cube? No, I'm not going to ask that. <laughs> yes, yeah, so only the, well, actually all the players need to agree as well, but uh, nowhere in the document does it tell the player the player doesn't like the game. Sure, not in that document, you're right. That is, that is true. It is for the game master to pull his or her characters, or players. That is absolutely true. I just don't care. No, we again. You can go back and watch. I don't want to. I don't want to rehash what was in that episode because we'll we'll go down that rabbit hole. Um, but it, but it goes to the whole cons. Uh, this this topic is gen just generally about consent. And as a game master, I need consent if I want to put my hand on your shoulder because I don't have any any uh, authorization to get in your personal space. Just like I don't want you in mind. If I can touch you, you're too close. Um, I have to have your consent to play at your house. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to, trying to find things that I actually need your consent for. Um, no, I don't need your consent. <laughs> You're in my game. I'm going to tell you what the game is going to be about. Do you think to play or not play? Most people play my games. I don't, I've only ever had one or two people ever leave my games as a whole. They really weren't gamers anyway. I might discuss this with my players, yeah. I mean, and there's some things that, you know, my divide... See, the thing is, is I'm not offended by anything. You could go down a deep, crazy, dark, dominatrix, sexual rabbit hole. I don't care. I just don't care. I'll sit there and probably be bored while I'm waiting for, you know, you to stop LARPing. Um, care. You could talk about abusing children, which is something that in the real world would have me fighting you. It's a fictitious game. And if you look at how children were raised in the Middle Ages, 90% of it was abuse. I, it's a game. It's a game. D&D where each player is a dragon. Yeah, that's Council of Worms. Somebody mentioned that? I've actually run Council of Worms. It's one thing the D, uh, it's one thing if the DM has body horror and deep cosmetic horrors, but if you're bothered so much by spiders or fake racism in the game, yeah, the thing is, is I think it has to match again. I'm visceral. So I'll describe damage in ways that would actually make me pass out in real life. Anybody who knows me knows I'm very squeamish for no, for reasons I don't know. Then I will pass out at the sight of blood. Maybe not a drop of blood, but you know what I'm saying. Like, and it's happened multiple times in public. But I'll absolutely describe it in a game. If I feel that that is the tone that needs to be set for you to understand how disgusting something is, or the tone that needs to be set so you to understand how evil this person is, or something like that, I absolutely will go to that, uh, those points. And I don't care how you feel about it. 
I won't, you know, but I don't run games for children. So, you know, people are like, what if there are kids at the table? I don't run games for kids, so. Uh, dude, <laughs> I passed out. So, supervisor of mine at the time, this, I, I, I find the story funny. People think I should be embarrassed. I'm not. Um, but uh, I was going through basically a self-aid buddy care class for the military, but I was in combat training. So I was in the Air Force. We get self-aid buddy care, but I was actually out at Fort Dix, Dix for uh, what they called Phoenix Readiness. It was combat training for combat camera people and so forth in the 90s. And, uh, we, go, we go to combat training. And uh, uh, first of all, day one, you had to get a battle buddy. We didn't have to do it the first time I went, but the second time we had to get a battle buddy. And everybody's like, not slow. Don't, we, don't, you don't want slow, right? So, uh, like, okay, whatever. Finally, this one guy, he's like, man, what's up? I said, oh, look, I'm just going to tell you right now. If you get shot, they're going to think they killed two people because I want to be on the ground like that right next to you. He's like, oh, <laughs> you're funny. Well, a couple days later, we're going through our, our self-aid buddy care class, and we had to watch these film strips on uh, uh, the two, which is, which is really funny because the first time I went to combat training, we actually had to watch real war footage of people losing limbs and so on and so forth, and I didn't pass out on that one. I did get a little lightheaded, but I didn't pass out. Uh, there was there was one scene though of this dude who stand, stood on a landmine. Ooh, that was no. But the, the but what I'm telling you was just a slideshow. One was of this dude's hand. It was pre-op, and what he had done is he had wore a ring where he wasn't supposed to wear a ring. You know, follow your safety, your OSHA guidelines, right? So it was it was finger 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 ring. Or sorry, finger 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 bone finger, and they put the slab of uh, skin right here, and it looked clean. It was totally clean. I'm like, uh, what? Then they had this one where this dude had his cheek just completely gouged out. What he had done is he had been on like methamphetamines or something like that, got all types of high, started gouging out his own cheek with a, with a, with a broken bottle and fed it to his dog. And I'm like, uh, and I'm looking over my supervisor. I'm like, Sergeant D, Sergeant D, I don't feel well. He's like, shut up, John. Because <laughs> I am a smart ass. And he thought I was like playing around. I was like, no, man, I don't, I don't feel well. Well, I didn't realize this. But on the film strip, they had gone into the, the description of shock. And literally, apparently, as they were reading off the steps of shock, the guy behind me noticed I was hitting each one of them. Just pot. My, I started sweating through my shirt. I started getting really pale. I started, and the next thing you know, boom, I was out. Next thing I know, I wake up like, see how calm I am with him? John, are you okay? Sergeant Chlo, are you okay? Uh, what? What happened? <laughs> Like, and my supervisor's like, I thought, he's like, man, I thought you were messing with me. Like, no, no, I was not messing with you. Uh, did you see the one of a guy who managed to stuff 50 cal around his hand by you? No, I, 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 I maybe. Let's uh, see, well, I'm not going to go through all that stuff because this is a, this is a, a gaming channel. <laughs> you can have all your little issues uh, that, that you saw when you're in the military, but, uh. Uh, the basic issue here is attempts to formalize. See, this is somebody trying to get things back on track. Use a facilitator. Um, attempt to formalize systematic dynamics uh, that mentally healthy people should be able to navigate informally. Yes. Look, you know, somebody said, uh, what channel was it on? That tabletop, okay. I'm going to paraphrase here. Uh, you guys may have saw me do this, uh, uh, not last week, but the week before, but I held up that book by Gary Gygax called Role-Playing Mastery. I actually used a quote of it on uh, one of Aaron the Pedantics. By the way, if, you should follow his, uh, his YouTube channel. He just hit 200 subscribers. I think he's going to blow by this channel, which is mostly because of the people he knows and so forth. 
and he's got good content. So I think he's going to blow by our channel in a few months, but we'll see. But uh, he's, he's got some good stuff there. But I, I quoted something out of the Gary Gygax book for him. Um, that was meaningful. But one of the things that Gary Gygax Gax even says, and, the, and he wrote this book in like 85 or 87. And of course he wrote D&D &D in what, you know, 73-ish uh, originally. Is that people use role-playing as mental health. Like, it helps you get into the role to see things, to, to help you describe stuff. So, so there is a mental health aspect to role-playing. I know people, I won't mention names, one of them is a pretty prominent person in Legion of Myth, who has, potentially has, I, I don't, uh, not autism, but we'll say like Asperger's. And role-playing is a way to help normalize behavior in society. So Dungeons and Dragons absolutely can be helpful in a mental health capacity. Absolutely can. But that's not the intent of the game. The intent of the game is entertainment, to have fun. My fun comes from throwing graphic depictions of what's happening around you, at you, and having you react to them. You know, the ogre doesn't just hit you with a, for, uh, with a club for, you know, eight points of damage. You hear the bones crack and the sinew snap and, you know, I, I don't know, whatever I say at the time. Blood covers your eyes. You have to wipe it with your arms before you can, you know, make your attack. That's why you missed or something, you know. That, that's what I like. Other people want it to be more cartoony. Nothing necessarily wrong with that. So, uh, playing online with people you don't know and have never met is part of the reason for a consent form, I suppose. I think you should just know what you're getting into. That's what a session zero is for, but I mean, okay. Just, oh, there you go. Just have a good session zero with the players. Jim can communicate. Yes. So one of the, one of the things that, that I would say, for example, is um, I'm not going to let the players dictate the type of game I run. However, if I know that the players are looking for something, I will try to incorporate it. I don't run story the same way that Heathen Dog does. I don't have a story fleshed out like this is what will happen. Here's what, what does he say? Beginning, middle, and end. I have timeline of events. And and I'm and I you know what I was thinking about it. That's not even the right way to say it. I have events that will happen based on what characters do. Unless it's an epic war or something like that, you know. If the characters do this it possibly changes the timeline. And I really have multiple timelines going on. And they're adjusted as the characters act. So yes, uh, mine's more sandboxy than, than Heathen Dogs. But if I'm running a campaign that is a, a we'll say, a war-torn, uh, I don't want to say post-apocalyptic, we'll just say a war-torn, you know, grizzled veteran where armies are still clashing and so on and so forth, it's not going to turn into, uh, you know, just saving kittens from trees. That's not the game that I'm running. So that's that's what I do during my session zeros. I have Asperger's or something I need. It's very helpful when GM knows what kind of game wants to run and explains this one. I yeah, right, 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 right. I, I think that's it, but I think that's just an, a natural part of a, a session zero. Now, if somebody's like, "Hey, I can't get a babysitter, and I have to bring my kids to the game," we'll have to talk. use the form as a guy so i i won't i just won't use it i i, I won't 
you know, the one thing on there that might be the touchiest subject is sex. And are you explicit? What are the options? Explicit, fade to black, between PC and NPC, between PCs and so forth. I'm a bit more descriptive about that than, say, Heathen Dog. This is something, again, you can see this in the episode where we talk about consent in gaming, like episode two, three, four. It's one of the early ones. I know it's not number one. There's number ones where you talk about the five editions of D&D &D and we do a reaction video. Um, so it's like episode two, three, four or something like that. But there's even a limit to me, uh, to me. But I won't stop doing it. And if you don't think that there is, look, in my games, there's going to be all types of racism, sexism, all the isms that are possible. And the reason is, is because that's what makes a compelling uh, uh, world, especially a medieval fantasy world. And when I'm talking racism, I'm talking elves and dwarves don't necessarily get along. They might suffer each other. They might trade with each other because the, you know, the elves want the dwarven goods. Uh, the dwarves like the, you know, the, the elven food, whatever. Humans play the middleman in the middle. If you want to be diverse, you play humans. Again, a whole other video that we've got out there. I'm, I'm just reiterating stuff that's in other videos. Um, what I wanted to talk about was the consent to kill a character. Quite frankly, no, I don't need your cons to, the consent to kill your character. If I roll a natural 20, and, you know, and, and I do a critical hit, or I do enough damage that your character dies, and there's no way of saving you, your character's dead. Yeah, elves make stuff out of the crap dwarves mind. Again, depends on your elves. Some elves might not want to have anything to do with metal and stone and want to do everything through petrified wood and I don't know. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yes, if players cross oh, that that that's part of a DM's responsibility. It's not just the DM's responsibility. It is also the the players as a group responsibility. But it is absolutely DM's responsibility to stop inappropriate behavior right away. Unfortunately, a lot of what people consider inappropriate behavior now is just natural reaction for me. There are some tables I wouldn't be allowed at. <laughs> Apocalypse World. Well, I don't play Apocalypse World per se. Uh, I do have uh, Dungeon World. Before I knew who the creator was. Um, uh, yeah, RPGs like Vampire the Masquerade. I've done it in D&D before. Because that was just the natural course of the way the game was going. It wasn't intended. It was just the natural course of the way the game was going. Now, we didn't spend two hours LARPing it. We just talked about it for like three to five minutes, whatever it was. Character role-played a little bit. She he 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 and And whatnot. And it, it kind of, if I remember correctly, it was like a little flirty thing over the course of multiple adventures. Then finally, got to hook up with her. Because he treated her well. And she saw him as a source of income. And, you know, which, which is stability. I'm not talking like some sort of sugar daddy, you know, she's a gold digger. I'm talking, you know, stability. I try to, you know, but it wasn't like, and then she does this and that and the next thing. And it didn't go that way. I mean, I wouldn't stop it necessarily, but. You know, every, everybody's games are a little different. All right, let's move on to the second one. Uh. I do appreciate the chat that's coming in. Uh, thank you very much. Also, instead of just chat, subscribe! Give us a like if you like uh, the content here. This is kind of a rambly sec uh, session just because, look, we're talking right after Christmas. I mean, it's December, what, 27th? Um, also, I'm by myself. And there are no strong topics to talk about today, so...
Um, playing against type. I'm going to talk about that a little bit. I've been seeing some conversations in the Twitter, YouTube, Discord, verse, wherever I've been seeing them. Where I'm noticing, and it, believe me, I'm not just noticing this today. I'm only noticing the discussions happening about it more recently, about playing against type. I always play against type because I find, uh, you know, standard dwarves to be boring. Well, then you're a shitty role player. That's, that's really what it comes down to. You're a shitty role player if you find uh, playing type boring. You know, I, I say this in a lot of videos. I, ma I made the discipline videos for Earthdawn because Earthdawn disciplines have type. Swordmasters are a certain way. And why do I always mention Swordmasters? Because it's very iconic to the Earthdawn game. But you can pick out the illusionist, the archer, and so on and so forth. Yeah, there, there's a box you have to fit in. But the box is so huge, and people don't get that. You know, playing a, a, playing a, a, a gnomish berserker, or worse yet, a gnome paladin, um, it's just nonsensical. But it's so cute and different. And nobody's afraid of a gnomish berserker. <laughs> uh, what's this? Uh, groups good, and I say it's okay. Right? No, I agree with that. If it's good for the group, some conversations I've had on YouTube when people told me they had sessions D&D &D or they went arch for the violence started. The group was cool with it. Yeah, I mean, I do tell people on visceral. I'll kind of go back on the last one real, real quickly, but uh, DM who really uh, wants to use a consent document certainly doesn't need the document. Does it? No. It's really just a tool for like-minded people of virtue signal. No, I, you know, I, I can say this. I'm never going to use the consent document in the terms of, like, I give a shit what you think. <laughs> I'll use it if a convention makes me use it. And they'll be like, that's cute. But I, but I also wouldn't run a, a convention game like that anyway, As, to be fair. I mean, know, know your place, know your audience, know your role. You know, as a game master, you do have a responsibility. But I'd absolutely do that for my games here. Or my games when I moved to Alabama. Or, you know, whatever. So, um, but, but playing against type. Let's get back to that. You're not, you know, I, I use a lot of the same arguments uh, with, with terms this. Uh, probably heard in other videos if you watched. But, uh, excuse me. Where, if you remember the 80s, if you were alive in the, in the 80s, 90s. We had the goth kids, and I think they turned to emos or vampires. I think it was a, the, it's a, the goths in the 80s, the, the vampires in the 90s, and the emos in the 2000s. I don't care what the terms were. It's like, nobody gets me. I'm such an individual soul. I'm so alone and by myself. As there's a group of them sitting around smoking cigarettes, all with their little white makeup on, wearing black trench coats. and Like, like really? Oh, yeah, you're so unique. You know, I'm so, people don't understand me. I'm so different. No, no, no. You're sitting around the same group of people. <laughs> You're just a weirdo. Now, what does this have to do with, uh, with the playing against type thing in D&D? It's like, that's all I see. I, I, you know, Twitter, my character is this. It's a blah, 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 blah. And it's always something that's so against the norm of what that race should be doing. I don't believe in bioessentialism. Well, then you're a bad person because bioessentialism is needed for a good game. 
just is. It's needed, you know, otherwise just shut up, you're playing a human. You know, that's what I should do one time. I should run a 5th edition game and just say, okay, you can be whatever you want, and anybody that doesn't play toward the quote-unquote type, you're a human, and you're a human, and you're a human, and it's like, everybody's a human. Just do it that way. Like, surprise! You thought you were this, but you're really just cosplaying. You're a unique snowflake like everyone else, right? Exactly. So, uh, my point is, like, learn to play within the box. The box is big. You can play an elf. I think in my, my speciesism video, although like, the audio on that is horrible, I get it. It's a couple years old. It's when I was first learning to do recordings and so forth. But uh, I think I talk in there about how one elf might see the encroachment of humans and say, humans are just humans. Yeah, they're prolific. Just as long as they don't touch me, I'm fine. Another one might be like, hey, this is concerning for us. Uh, we need to try to deviate them some other way hopefully non-violently but can we just get them over there can we get them to focus on some orcs or dwarves or something and another one might be like look these humans are encroaching on our lands i'm done with this if anything comes within bow range of, of this of this wood line right here it, that, that, that one's just dead but elves are good they're not supposed to do that that's bullshit they're also chaotic good and if an elf thinks it's doing more good by defending his home that's what he's gonna do. You know, I, I think I put in more examples than just that one, but I, I just gave three completely distinct examples on one scenario. You can think inside the box, but outside the one little stereotypical box that you think that's just right here. You can think in that little clouded area out there. You just have to stay within this box. Don't help just build toys. Yes. That is exactly what they do. They just built toys. Uh, Santa Claus is gunning you down. Gnomes are just dwarves. <laughs> I can't grow beard. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, so, I don't know. I, I, every time I see somebody like playing against type, because that's all it is now. It really, it's just so much against type. You're not interesting to me. I get more interested when I start seeing like, yeah, my, my dwarf swings, swings a battle axe and drinks and sometimes forgets to put on his breastplate because he's just so... Not, well, 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 this is somebody who understands a dwarf, first of all. And secondly, I haven't heard that in a long time. You know, tell me more about the, the tankard you drank and the arm wrestling match you're in. I don't know. Nomar Hawkman, elves and Dungeons and Dragons are chaotic good. I don't care what they were, were elsewhere. Elves in Dungeons Dragons are chaotic good. Now, now, what I'm saying is as a society, each individual elf can be a little different, but they're chaotic good. I know, right? See, it's the, that's got to go on the screen. The irony is you need a box just to know whether you're playing the type, to type or not. Remember, to them, uh, uh, elves are just humans in funny skin suits. You notice that humans smell funny? I know, right? Uh, so, all right. I don't know. I mean, I don't really have much. I th think I was going to go in some weird direction on that at some point. Just didn't. I don't know. To me, playing against type is boring. Everybody does it. Everybody has done it. Hell, even I've done it at some point. It's just boring. You can play to type and still be unique. You don't have to go, oh, this is boring. If you think it's boring, play human. Humans are boring. Humans are the most diverse. 
How can humans be boring when they're the most diverse? Uh. All right. Third thing I want to talk about, and I was really hoping that uh, even if Heathen Dog wasn't here, that one of the others I sent messages to would be here. Because I don't really know how to answer this one by myself. Kind of a more happier topic. Is, uh... Well, Warhammer's changing its fantasy. Now, if you're talking original, uh, like the first, like, 90 editions of the game, ask Sheris. Because uh, likes Warhammer fantasy. He has the role-playing game. I know one year he wanted me to make, uh, make a character. I made a Gravedigger. But, uh... But, uh, Warhammer Games Workshop is going in and retooling a lot of its, uh stuff which is sad to say but uh crafty likes uh conan the d20 the 2d20 system from modifius and i showed him a, a link that where people were talking about uh how uh the language within the conan game now there are apparently limits that modifius can do to the conan game because of how the rights work I, i'm not a lawyer so i can't get into that but They've, they've introduced wokeness to Conan. I mean, how do you do that? Um, but, uh, anyway, uh, so, tabletop RPGs that you want to try, and this, this is what we're going to do. I, I'm, I'm going to see what chat has to say about that. Tabletop RPGs that you want to try or completely convert your group to in 2021. Of course, one of the answers after segment one today should be Bessem, right? Well, what's a game that you really want to try? Like, you're not sure if you like it. Maybe you know you'll like it. I don't know. But you're not sure if you like it, but you really want to try it in 2021. And, and really have a legitimate shot of doing so. Yeah, I, I think you're right on that one. Playing against type, just it's... Well, it's not even weird or awkward anymore to me. To me, I, I, your comment is correct. But it's just, to me, playing against type is, is the norm. It's like, I'm the good drow. No, you're not. Lost Ogre wants to play. Come on. You can't say anything Palladium. <laughs> Lost Ogre says Nightbane. Uh, I think Heathen Dog did a video on that a long time ago when, uh, with the old Legion Myth Weekly live stream. It's probably in that Palladium playlist. Deadlands. Okay, there's one. Um, I played Deadlands a long time ago. It was in the late 90s. Maybe 2000. Uh, it was before I got out of the Air Force, because so, uh, Garthon ran it. Another card game. I think it was based on Savage Worlds, or Savage Worlds was based on it. Something like that. That was the first video? Okay. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, uh... I don't remember Deadlands, to be honest. I remember, it's an orange-covered book, and that was it. Uh, we'd have to ask Garthon. Uh, when playing with type is original, we have problems. Well, no. You can be original in type. There are some things. So, so for example, I, I'm not saying this is how it is. I'm just making a, 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 a hyperbolic notional example here. If game says that all elves are vegetarians and all dwarves eat stone, then that's what they do. You're not the elf that has decided to become uh, carnivorous. You know, it's like cats in the real world. They're obligate carnivores. They have to eat meat. 
You can't not feed cats meat. You can feed dogs protein, but you have to feed cats meat. You can't say, well, I'm, I'm going to play, play a cat that's, uh, that's, that eats apples. That's how I get my nutrition. No. As far as personality and so forth goes, elves are chaotic good as a society. But that doesn't mean every single elf has to be chaotic good. But what they do is they kick out the ones that are against society as dark elves. Not talking drow, I'm talking dark elves. You don't get to be the one that didn't get to get kicked out after murdering, you know, 15 elf babies. Elves don't practice the art of necromancy. Not saying they can't. They're magical creatures. They're fake creatures. They don't do it. You're, to me, just boring. I'm the elf necromancer. <laughs> no, be a human then. So, so I guess my, my point being is that you can still be interesting within the type. There are just some facets you don't do. So, Savage World's got the, okay, so, uh, so Savage World's got their hands on it, so that, that's what it was, okay. Uh, for 20, Swords and, ooh, Swords of the Serpentine, have not heard of that. Judge Dredd, I know what Judge Dredd is, didn't know that, uh, uh, did, I don't know what system it is. Worlds of uh, 2000 AD, don't know that game, and my own Hack of Shadowrun. Okay. I'd have to look that up, Lost Ogre, because um, I can tell you that that uh, maybe a lion, I don't know, but house cats are obligate carnivores. Maybe a lion's got a different, maybe a Tinkerbell-like fairies and necromancer. No! And yeah, Lost Ogre, that makes me sad as well. I'm, I'm with, uh, Luminous Saber on that one. I kind of want to try uh, Bessemon Champions. Uh, I had the Judge free D20. Judge Dredd and the world's... Uh, Judge Dredd and the world's of 2000 AD is the same system... Oh, as Woen. Okay. I don't have Woen. I only have... Oh, you can see it, right? There, right there, that white book. I only have new until I realized who wrote the game, and then I said, "Up, oh, oops, didn't mean to, didn't mean to buy that one," because I don't like Morrissey, and I'm not talking the band. <laughs> but I have to say, I like the fact that the book wasn't written in they them format, which is very surprising coming from how he runs his stupid website. Um, and uh, I generally like the D6 system that he used in the game. I just want to play some OSR and GURPS, okay? Yeah, um, for me, I just need to get somewhere and get to gaming. Um, I would like to play... Believe it or not, I've been jonesing to get back into a Palladium game. Um, not to run it, but to play in it. So probably more like Palladium Fantasy, maybe Rifts. I blame Heathen Dog with all his Palladium talk. Uh, but I really, really, really want to get into a Year Zero engine game. It'll probably end up being either Forbidden Lands or, what's that Stranger's thing? Um, uh, the Tales of the Loop. 
But uh, I'm not I'm not a superhero fan, so Heroes Unlimited doesn't do it for me. I've got super uh, I've got Heroes Unlimited, and Villains Unlimited, and it just doesn't do it for me. But um, I would really uh, I I would like to play Mutant Year Zero. He, right there, right there. And part of that stems from the fact that uh, they're not selling the hardcover of GenLab Alpha or Mechatron anymore. I'm guessing it's because the game it wasn't popular, which is sad because if you like Forbidden Lands, which is some, which is pretty popular actually, if you like Tales from the Loop, which is really popular, you know I'm, I'm sure some of that has to do with the genre. Don't get me wrong, I'm sure some of it has to do with the genre. If you like Vason, Alien, the Alien RPG, it's all the same system, and it started, it's the Year Zero engine based, God, above my head, it's all based on Mutant Year Zero. So it's sad to me that, uh, that the game isn't more popular, and I, and I like it, I, I think it's a, all the Year Zero engine games to me are fantastic in the terms of that it has a role-playing side and has an out-of-character side to it, intentionally built into the game. You play the game and you build your base, whatever it happens to be, a spaceship or, or you know, a rundown post-apocalyptic arc, as they call it, or, or your stronghold, whatever. Oh. Noro says my dinner will be uh, ready in five minutes. Uh-oh. Uh, what part was lame? Uh, was it a comment or was it something I said? Uh, Nathaniel Boris says, uh, nothing new for us. He's currently debating between Alternity. Wow. I have Alternity. It's somewhere, I think it's behind my head, actually, on this picture. Uh, wasn't really a fan, but it wasn't because, you know, some people get all weird about it. Like, oh, Lorraine Williamson was trying to do a Buck Rogers. I don't care. Um, it had the same problem to me that, uh, um, what do you call it? Uh, um, Legend of the Five Rings had. Which was, I thought the attribute and skill system was backward. That's if I'm remembering correctly. Played in Fantasy First Edition. I like how you say First Edition, because I think I have revised. Uh, Castles and Crusades or Traveler. I really, I would love to find original Traveler books, original ones. Castles and Crusades, I'm waiting until 8th edition comes out. I did back it. I did back 8th edition of that on their Kickstarter, so. Free League doesn't keep all their books in... Uh, oh, there's a couple books for Symbrum that they haven't reprinted. Wow, okay, I didn't know that. It's, I'm, sure, you know, I'm sure it has to do with, like, if it was a better seller. The thing is, for me, again, as we talked before, is I like anthropomorphic animals, so I love Gen Lab Alpha. I also like the robots, the Mechatron. Uh, Mechatron. I, I love that as well. I, li I like those. Elysium, to me, I don't like it. I, it is, it's needed. It is part of the game. It belongs. I don't like it because it's just humans and politics. Got enough of that in the real world. Uh, you know, but it is a good game. It is still part of that, that universe, so it belongs. And I'm not saying that it's a bad game or nobody should play it. I'm just saying for me, I don't have an interest in it. And the Mutant Year Zero, the original part of it, well, that's it's humans with mutant powers that can spit acid on each other and, and so forth. Not that it's not interesting. It is interesting. I'd play it. I'd, I'd happily play it. Um, I just like the I just like Mechatron and Gen Lab Alpha better, and those are the two books that uh, I'm glad I got in hardcover. Now you have to send it to somewhere to get it uh, printed, at least in softcover, I guess. After the bomb, <clears throat> after the bomb upsets me. 
The book didn't have an editor. And I don't care what Kevin, uh, Kevin Simbita says. That book did not have an editor. Oh, my God. Uh, I, I prefer the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles to After the Bomb. I also don't like the chimeras in After the Bomb. Can't stand them. But, to be fair, I would absolutely... I would run... i just take the chimeras out. I would absolutely run the new After the Bomb. Uh, but I have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and other strangeness, so I would just go with that one. Uh... You're not liking Sergio, we can still be friends. Oh, Lass, I'm sorry. Yeah, superheroes, that's, uh, that's Garthon and Heathen Dog. Uh, they like the superhero. The reason, actually, the reason I have experience with champions and so forth isn't because I wanted to play them. It's because that was the only thing being played at the time. It was either play that or nothing. Like, all right, fine. Um, but no, I'm, I'm not into comic books and so forth. Just like I wasn't in anime. So somebody else would have to run Bessem. Have you looked into the game Iron Claw, Jade Claw? Nope. I have not. The game I was going to talk about, you can actually see right over this shoulder right here. Let me go grab it. Uh, actually, is that? No, I'm sorry. That's not the book. Uh, I don't know where it is on that shelf. Let me go grab it real quick. And I was going to show you what, except for they got the Bessem stuff instead. Let me show you what I was going to talk about. Uh, very, like, I'm surprised the person who makes this game can afford to put it in hardcover. Because I don't think it is anywhere. And I don't see him promoting himself. I'll be right back. Well, that break probably made everybody leave. Sorry about that. I couldn't find it, but I did find it. All right. It's called Shard. Yeah, the green screen is going to wipe some of it out. It's called Shard. I was going to talk about this game a little bit. Um, I'd have to go through it. Oh, book's already fallen apart, really? I can use this book, and it's already fallen apart. Anyway, I want to show some of the drawings in here. Now let's just go to that page. Hopefully you can see it fairly well. I love, I love the art. I can't say I love the gameplay so much, um, but I haven't reviewed it well enough to do that. Um, Elgarian, when he was uh, still doing his Legion of Myth stuff, um, got me to get it because it's uh, anthropomorphic animals. And it's entirely that. There are no humans. It's a whole different universe and world. It's not Earth at all. So, uh... Let's see, uh... What comments did I miss? I, uh, I bet it's, uh, Shard RPG. Yes. Now, I have another one. Uh... Uh... Is, is it shard, Shards? Yeah, it's Vanguard Edition. Which I'm one of only... If, I, I, when I say a few, probably a couple hundred. Uh, people that own that book, uh, they fell apart. Though. They had like a, some sort of weird infighting. That was way back in the early 2000s. But it was like a beta version of the game. Inside is only partially... Uh, well, no, the inside you guys should have seen. 
Apparently just open up. Yeah, you guys can see the inside. I can see it. Yeah, it's gives a little fuzzy on the bottom, but But it's short RPG. Well, you know what? Maybe he's got more of a falling than I thought. If uh, if somebody else knows what that is. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not mad. I can't believe that the book is. It's upsetting. I can actually see the glue peeling off of the binding. That's lovely. Well, I mean, again, the person. It's it's a single person who puts this together. I'm sure, you know, trying to find the most expensive possible uh what do you call uh uh you know hardcover producer print print house probably wasn't in the budget, so anyway, that's uh if, for me, like I said, uh the joke is that it's only when it gets weird reflection. What? Joke? Oh, yeah, that might be yeah, because the way the lighting is. But yeah, I I would really like to you know I'd like to run a Mutant Year Zero game, Forbidden Lands game. I'd like to play in a Palladium game. Uh, like I said, I'll wait till Eighth Edition of Castles and Crusades, whenever that Kickstarter. I mean, I, I kicked back the Kickstarter on that one. Um. I mean, I'd play in pretty much anything. I'm trying to think. I mean, obviously, you could say Bessem because we talked about that in first. I mean, I'd like to play it at least once. That's the type of game I'd like to play one time. And I don't, when I say one time, I'm not talking one one shot session called done. I, I like to see character growth and so forth as well, because that's part of understanding the game system to see how the characters grow, how you spend your points and so forth. But I'd like to. Um, I, I would like to. Uh, you know, maybe play like a, a couple of months worth of uh, Bessem as well, just to see how that goes. See if I fall in love with the game, or if I'm like, eh, not for me. Or if I'm like, yeah, it's fun, I'll play it whenever. Uh, I mean, obviously, I, I guess um, this is more of a personal issue than anything else, but I, I can never figure out which hand to use. Earth Dawn, I will always be up to running an Earth Dawn game, even <laughs> with my personal issues with FASA games and so forth right now. And their wokeness. But, uh, you know, maybe I'll just run a first edition game. But that's pretty much it for me in that regard. Um, since you guys are actually being, you know, posting stuff in a chat, we need to talk to HD about running a Rifts game. You can play a Palladium game and I can play a Dragon. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Earthdown is always a yes. Yeah. <laughs> Love to have a conversation with Lou Prosperi sometime. I don't know how it'd go. I don't know if he's woke either. That see again, that's the problem I have with Earthdown, is it went woke. I mean that that's really it. Other than that, the system is still great. I had to read Josh Harrison's tweets all the time, and let's just put it like this. In the in the real world, he and I can't be friends. But he's always been professional, nice to me, and he's always answered any question I've had. I want to be very clear about that. Josh Harrison has treated me with respect in terms of referencing Earthdown. Cannot take that, and I will not take that away from him. But, uh... 
<laughs> it says, you mean red brick hiding behind the good name of a good company? I don't want to get into that, but yes, I do understand the history of that. Yeah, I, I do understand the history. <laughs> you know what? Bassa, when they went away, lost all the IPs I, I enjoyed at the time. So, like Battletech, uh, which again, my name being Maxley, I can't see it underneath the RP gate thing there, but you know, my, my online name has been Maxley Ow since BBS is in the late 80s. <laughs> it's actually Max Liao, then Maximilian Liao, then Max Liao with the space between the name and now back full circle, the Max Liao, just all one. Oh, yeah. I do like Rifts for Savage Worlds, so find it amazing they got to do it. I, you know what? That would be one to try one time. I think Heathen Dog and I both need to try that, and Garthon. Just to say that we've tried it so that we can't be too, you know, too judgmental over it. Maybe a little sour here uh, as Fading Sun fan. Ah, gotcha. I never played it. I, I know of it. I never played it, though. Look, when, when I think Earthdawn, I, I know you guys are talking faster specifically. I, I get it. But when, I, when you think Earthdawn, for me, the, the oh my god, don't talk about it, is living room games. I, you know what they tried? I pissed him off at Gen Con. Oh, I really pissed him off at Gen Con, told him his game was shit. <laughs> I, was a, I was an official play tester for that one, too. Told me he didn't know what the fuck he was doing with his game. Oops. Sorry, Mike Williams. Uh, never got to play Fading Suns. So. Uh, but, you know, to be fair, second edition, I, I mean, I don't know what the intent, I don't know what the design intent was with second edition Earth on it. I don't. And maybe they met it. But some of the stuff in there is just no. But what it did well, and what I do incorporate into first edition Earth on, if I, if, uh, when I run it that way, is uh, skills. The way second edition handled skills was was spot on. It it showed the difference between having the magical talent of melee weapon, where I could pick up a frying pan and it's a freaking melee weapon now because I am imbuing it with the magic within me. So everything's a melee weapon. Skill you had to pick. Not only did it take longer to learn, you had to learn it through training, blah blah blah. But but you you pick short sword or troll axe or whatever. And I thought that is an awesome representation. Of why a talent is magical, but a skill is not. So, new version of Fading Sun comes from Elisa uh, Spiel. Kickstarter's past year. I've heard of Elisa um, Spiel. I can't remember if they're a company I like or not. I've heard of them. I looked into them one time, and I uh, this is when I was trying to dig into a bunch of different companies, and I can't remember if that's one I liked or not. I'm very picky about the wokeness of companies. You start telling me that, you know, you know, BLM and all that other stuff and your company, you know, and your company uh, uh, logos, uh, I'm, I'm done with you. Did you like the Kathy books they did for Earthon? That was third edition. Didn't care. I didn't play, I, to be fair, I didn't play any third edition. No, no, I played once in third edition, but it was still on bar save. Um, but I, I kind of was out of gaming during that time. I have, I have a few years span where I was out of gaming. And, well, you can see the books... Behind, behind me, eh. I, I didn't really, I didn't do much with it. I pretty much went from first, first with a little second put in there, to fourth. Um, I, would, I would have to read them. I do like how solid and big they are. Like, I like the fact that there's a lot of information, but to be fair, I didn't like the Theron book. I mean, there were some aspects of it that were really cool, like when I talked about the Theron Empire, but I didn't like the... Uh, 
I didn't like the 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 half demon tree people. The only one, only one of the new races I liked were the ones from Karenna, the the Jackalmen. The other three races, uh, no, they were stupid. They were absolutely stupid. Um, but it was neat to see things like Indrisa. Uh, so the Cathay side, I I actually haven't even read. I own it, uh, but I haven't read it. So if I ever go back to Earthdawn, maybe I'll consider it. But I just do everything in bar save because that's that's Earthdawn to me. No, it's like Dragonlance. Who plays on Talitus? I don't know anybody that plays on Talitus. <laughs> so, you know, it'd probably be a better place to play because less people, you know, know all the specifics of it and so forth. And you can be a, basically, you can be a Dragon Rider there. Um, but no, everybody plays in Kryn. Or, sorry, Athos. No, what's, um, Kryn is the planet. Um, Ancelon. God, took me a moment, so. But uh, did I miss anybody's chat that really feels that I need to uh, to hit it? If so, just repeat what you posted if I didn't answer it. Otherwise, I think uh, I'm not going to do a segment three today. My wife cooked me some food. We're pushing 10 p.m. I really thought this was going to be a short stream. I know I did a lot of rambling here. But every time I think it's going to be a short stream, it's a long one. Every time I think, oh, God, this stream's going to last forever, it's a short one. Thank you. She just brought me my food as a hint. So uh, I think we're going to skip the segment uh Three today but uh yeah get this off the screen do have something that i think you all need to hear and that is you know christmas has just passed but i hope everybody had a merry christmas a happy holidays i don't care if you like christmas or a christian or not doesn't matter to me you know what spread some good cheer be good people and uh, as long as you're doing that i hope uh Hope you have a, a great 2021. Uh, 2020 has been weird. You know, we all have our thoughts and our opinions about what's been happening for the last year or so. Um, I have mine, of course. But uh, I hope 2021 is, uh, is much better for all of us. It's definitely going to be a year of change for me, unless, unless I'm still hoping for my Christmas miracle, which isn't going to happen. We had some events happen at work the last uh, couple of weeks that has uh, helped me to build my stock up. My, my, not that I know my job, everybody knows that, um, but my necessity, like, oh my God, this guy has to stay stock. <laughs> but uh, it's still probably not going to happen. So it looks like this year's going to be a big year of change for me as I move to probably Babalama and start a new life out there. And, uh, yeah, but uh, really, I, I really do hope that every one of you, whether you agree with me, disagree with me, do me a favor, share share these streams. Maybe not this one here because it's going to go private as soon as I get off here anyway. But, you know, share our, our playlist, share the time stamps for the streams, you know, like uh, Sundays at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time, 6 p.m. here in Germany. That's why it's pushing 10 p.m. right now. Um, that's the only way we're going to grow. Literally the only way we're going to grow. YouTube does not like what we tend to talk about, at least in the second... Uh, second segment and that ruins everything about our channel but uh, uh bon appetit yeah yes it is going to be good <laughs> but uh yeah so with that no i i, I do uh we're hyperbolic well i'm hyperbolic here uh more, more so than heathen dog which is a good thing we don't want us both to be crazy but uh no we we absolutely every uh all of us at legion myth really want uh the 2021 for you and yours to be better um, even if we cuss you out in February or September of next year because of something you put in chat, 
uh, you know, it's just part of who we are here. Cuss us out back. <laughs> and with that, I'm going to quickly go through uh, our things. I want to thank all of our monetary backers. We got another donation today. Thank you very much, Crafty. Crafty's donated so much money. Like he said, he's buying his way into the channel. Don't have to buy your way into the channel. You know, but uh, hey, we'll accept it. But I want to thank all the people who either provided some bits, provided some super chats. Don't know how to say enjoy your food. Itadakimasu. Uh, in, in Japanese, I don't know how to say in German, but in uh, it's Japanese, it's itadakimasu. I don't say that anymore. But uh, I want to thank our Twitch subscribers, those who cheered, members, Super Chats, those who back us on Subscribestar and our stream, uh, stream Labs and PayPal donations. I can't even read, let alone talk. Um, I want to thank our viewers, those of you who just follow, subscribe, chat, and lurk. Hey, that's totally fine. We were just talking about 2020 has been a weird year. And those of you who don't want to give to us, you can follow the friends of the channel that if you're watching on Twitch, hover over the screen. I started to add a list there. And if you know if there are more names you think that should go on that list of actually good streaming channels to follow, go ahead and post it to our Discord. I've got plenty of room for a few more channels on there. Uh, it's got to be something that, you know, it's not, don't put Critical Role on there. <laughs> okay. Uh, but, uh, and if you don't want to give money to us, you can give it to the Wounded Warrior Project. Very worthy charity. You know, all charities are hurting right now. Uh, so, you know, you want right, to get that last quick tax rate off. Got three days left. Give it to the Wounded Warrior Project. Have them send me some more stuff. Uh, I didn't put up the disclaimer for today. Oh, well. Too late for that now. Lastly, those are links. That is our Discord. If you really want us to respond to you, or if you want to get uh, be part of Heathen Dogs to call a Cthulhu game, post on Discord. Uh, hopefully he posts there really soon regarding whether he's going to change the date or not. Because, you know, otherwise the 30th is this Wednesday. Thank you for suffering with me watching Max talk. You know. uh, but uh, Discord and uh, YouTube comments. We have a bunch of YouTube comments to get to. We haven't forgotten about you. One guy posted on like every single Palladium video. That was awesome. I sent it to Ethan though, but he's had some computer problems. He's more of the Palladium guy than me. Um, so I want him to actually do the answering. Plus he did most of the videos. But uh, yeah, that, that was great. But we so we got a bunch of comments we have to get to there. We will uh, reply back. Sometimes it's just to give you a heart because, you know, I agree and I have no words to add to what you said. You know, other times we uh, post a lot of stuff. But I like to write books. So hopefully you like to read. But you, those are the links to everything else. And other than that, I gave you my words of wisdom with my Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays stuff. Uh, I really do mean it. I hope to see you next year. And... Uh, all the best to you and yours now and into the future. And with that, you have a wonderful day.